It's a Friday. I'm excited about that. I don't know about you, but with all the stuff I got going on with this uh, stuff with my foot and the hyperbaric chamber and all the other crap they're wanting to do. Yeah, I am. I'm going to cry. You know, it makes for a long day. I usually wake up at about 7.45. A.M.? Yeah, I'm getting up at 6.15 right now to get everything in, but... Everything is getting better. Just well, cool. I'm, I'm happy with that. Everything is getting better. Last night, mm-hmm. I went to uh, the Cabot VIP Cinema. Why wouldn't you? I went and saw Midway. Great movie. Have you seen Ford vs. Ferrari? I haven't seen it yet. That's on my docket this weekend. My three favorite movies this year. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> we can't be friends, man. <laughs> Take you, I'm put, taking you off my Christmas list. Coming up with that Charlie. Sale on that. Take me off Christmas. Hey, hey, you watched it, man. Yeah, you spent your money you on that, baby. I don't know what you're talking about. You watched the film. And you took a date to and it. And you sat through the whole thing. You didn't even get up and leave halfway yeah. through. <laughs> okay. All right, so. It didn't happen. You sat through the whole movie, Okay, man. once upon a time. Okay. Okay, okay so. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, my favorite movie this year. Mm-hmm. That was a great movie. It really was. Just because of the awesome screenwriting, the awesome screenplay, the over-the-top acting, and taking the genre and spinning it on its head, Yep. my number two pick is Joker. Okay. Haven't seen it yet. But number three is Ford vs. Ferrari. You know what? I ran into a couple who were walking out of that movie last night as I was walking in the midway, and the lady struck up a conversation with me. Why wouldn't she? I'm so handsome. But uh, she struck up a conversation with me and said, uh, you're going to love that movie. You sit on the edge of your seat the whole time. I said, well, I know how it turns out. I mean, I, I'm a yeah. student of World War II history. Right, right. And uh, she says, well, you're going to really, really like it. And mm-hmm. I said, well, how did you like Ford versus Ferrari? She said, one of the top five movies of the year. It it, it, it really is. I mean, the thing is, I, I you know, I can't. Is that thing in the way? We're trying to get on camera? Yeah, he's All coming right. in. right, yeah. Set director. Anyway. That's the guy who watched all of Charlie's Angels, by the way. <laughs> he got there early. He sat through the pre-show advertisements. Did you see him real fast there? Freeze that frame and look then, at him. Then then he sat through the whole movie, and he watched the credits. Yeah, anyway, I got gotcha. you. Anyway, on Ford, it's positioned, and you might think, well, it's just a bunch of race cars and it's a bunch of racing. No. It is such a human interest story, and they go so deep into the characters, and they trick you because... yes. You could, you know, going in, you might think it's about racing cars, or you might think there's a lot of stuff in there about Carroll Shelby and Henry Ford II. I wish. That's what you think, though. <laughs> okay. That's what you think. Okay. No, they concentrate on one of the drivers and his family, uh-huh. and it just opens up this whole dimension 
of one of the most awesome race car drivers ever that you haven't heard of. Right. And you just totally go down that rabbit hole with him and his family, and it is awesome. Well, I want to see it. I knew it was going to be good. Right. I did not think I would like it as much as I did. It's doing well at the box office. It's just great. It really is. It's It's, just great. Because it's kind of, it's it's played as one of those, as I like to say, artsy-fartsy movies. Really? It's a really good film. Really? You think they're advertising it like that? Yeah, I do. I, I thought they were blowing up the race car aspect of it a little too much. Uh-huh. And don't get me wrong, that's in there. And the race car footage is tremendous. I heard it's, it's very it's, good. It's I've, really good. I've heard good. nothing but good things about it's the movie. It's really good. It. But the whole human aspect of the friendships and then the family dynamics with, with the whole husband, wife, and kid thing, it's just it's just tremendous. It's so very good. I'm going to tell you what, as, as excited as I am, mm-hmm. of course, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing Star Wars. Okay, nine. of course right. you are. Yeah. I'm really the world up for is. that. But I got to tell you, that new Bond mm-hmm. trailer that came out mm-hmm. is just freaking awesome. That that stunt with the Looks motorcycle so at Looks the so end. Good. Oh my Looks so god! Good. It's exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's April like the eighth. They're taking it April over the, the top. Now, help mm-hmm. me out on this. Mm-hmm. Have, have you watched it, Zach? Too the Bond uh, the Bond uh, trailer. I've only sent it to people. Haven't watched it. Okay. Oh, okay. Who's the girl at the end in the at the end of the hallway? I think that you, the black female. No, no, it's a lady. In in he comes around oh, the corner, the, he sees her, and he goes, oh, you know. Oh, that's the one from the last movie. What's I can't think of her name. Is that right Ferguson? Now. It doesn't look like Rebecca Ferguson, but that's who it is. Wow, that's you know what that that that's pretty amazing because that that is a Bond first. That's the third movie she's been in. Okay. That's huge. Okay. That's huge. This is going to be the last one for Daniel Craig. Right, right. He's wrapping it up. I think they're going mm-hmm. to wrap up Bond is what oh, I you think, think they're so? going to do. I, not, not, not 007. Right. Not the license to kill. Mm-hmm. But James Bond is going to retire, I think. he's. A, it's the last time he's the character. I think so. Yeah. They think they're going to bring in somebody else. I don't want to hear... I don't want to hear they're going to bring another James Bond in and they're going to be a female this time and all that. Do 007 that way. Leave Bond with a little bit of purity left. Yeah, yeah. Now go ahead and bring in some other 007 character, and then when it tanks at the box office, and it you, will pick you a new Bond and, and bring him back. Yeah, uh, I agree. Okay. Then and reboot it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's they'll have to go take it back to, to the beginning again. There's there's several books that they've never done. Yeah, they'll have movies. To, you know, they'll have to get some egg on their face, like the people who greenlighted Charlie's Angels. <laughs> and after that, they'll you know try to get it right. I got to laugh at that because when I saw that movie was being had been greenlit and they were going to do it, I said that is going to be such a turd. I mean, it's just going to float in the bowl. I mean, the the horrible, you know, attempts at humor are just. Not even funny. <laughs> Nobody laughs. I mean, there's people in the you auditorium and there's no you laugh. You do not hire Kirsten Stewart for for comedy relief. It, it's just goofy. <laughs> just just a whole. Is, now, isn't she in this new movie Underwater or something? Yeah, I mean, it's like in January or whatever. And I, you know, I that's where movies go when they're no good. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Where do they bring know. it out in January? Man, 1917 is January the that, 10th. Okay, now that looks, yeah. That's going to be strong. That's World War One. I, I want to see strong. it. That's going to be strong. Yeah. And Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys 3. Is that in January? January the 17th, oh, okay. man. I thought that was going to be a December movie. No. Okay. They bring it back the original cast from yeah. Bad Boys 1 and Bad Boys 2. You got Will Smith. You got Martin Lawrence. Eddie Murphy's in the picture. Uh, Samuel Jackson. 
I mean, Bad Boys for Life be on good. January 17th is going to be awesome. Yeah, that'd be good. And there is a cool horror movie January the 3rd called The Grudge from Sony, which looks good. Well, yeah, I mean, now The Grudge, that's, is, a, is this a reboot yeah, of the I mean, original looks, Grudge? It looks fresh. It looks good. I've, that's coming out January 3rd. So you got that January 3rd, 1917, January 10th. It's going to play at Christmas in New York and L.A. to qualify for the Oscars. But 1917 looks strong. And then Bad Boys for Life is January 17th, which is the Bad Boys 3. Um, and then also you've got that Dr. Doolittle yeah. on January Robert 17th. Yes, and, and Iron Man himself is Dr. Doolittle. So yeah. to me, January looks incredibly strong. And Jumanji. Now and that's in December. That's Jumanji's month, the 13th. Right? Okay. But Jumanji from December 13th, Cats from December 20th, Star Wars from December 20th, and Spies in Disguise from Christmas Day. We'll still be on the screen in January. People are going to go to those. Yeah. So well, I'll definitely go see. I'm going to see Star Wars 9, and I'm going to go see Jumanji. The first that quarter. That looks really funny. The first quarter of 2020 will be much busier at the box office than the first quarter of 2019. Is that because of the tent poles that are coming out in the summer? Is that the reason? Uh, the, I mean the first quarter, January, February, March. The first quarter okay. of 2020 is going to be busier than the first quarter of 2019. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I mean, you know. is it so busy for 2020 because they don't want to get sucked into taking on having all these big tent poles at the same time like they've done in the past, and then they spread out the audience crazily? No, I mean, you know, I can remember a time when one movie came out every Friday. Mm-hmm. I can remember a time if you got two movies on Friday, that was awesome. Right. Now there's three or four every Friday. There's just a smorgasbord of choices. And usually there. there's a huge one every Friday. Yes. The burn rate on the films have changed because uh, a lot of times you would have a film stay at theaters for a while because people would delay watching it. Uh huh. Now there's a rush to see the film and people pack in the first two weeks. Right. Especially the first four weeks. Probably 90% of a film's audience happens in the first 30 days now. So. People have watched it and moved on, which in the past might have been a bad thing. Now that's a good thing because there's so much good product in the pipeline. We've got more movies and better movies now than we've ever had before in history. This streaming thing is just such a blessing for my industry. I love streaming. Okay. And, you know, that person that has signed up for Disney Plus and Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime goes to the movies. Got to ask you a question. The people, the people that, that do more streaming frequent movie theaters more than people who don't you know if you're at home with basic cable you don't go to movies right it's just not your thing you're you know killing ducks or watching college kids get brain damage but or i'll let you know I, or whatever i go both i mean i i got i got direct tv that's what people do and i've got uh, you know disney now i've that's got what movie people do i got amazon i've got netflix yes. and then i go, to, go the, to i go to movies all the time people who stream more attend movie cinemas more okay so, you know, this thing has really, really been good for us. Now we're getting more movies made. And if it performs at the box office, awesome. If it doesn't, there's a streaming platform that wants to buy the rights. Okay, now i got to ask you a question. Yeah, ask me. How long do you think it's going to take mm-hmm. for Disney mm-hmm. to release The Mandalorian on the big screen? I'm it, just I mean, th- yeah, it depends on the response yeah, that they get. That's huge, man. Depends I'm, on the response I'm, that they that get. That is a tremendous yeah. show. Th- mm-hmm. That's old Star Wars. Yeah. It really, I, really is. And I've heard it described as a movie. So basically, yeah. you know, they should do yeah. that, probably. I mean, yeah. have you watched it at all? Zach? I haven't yet. I will say. Oh, so. dude, it is so good. And it is so, it is, it's got the, you know, John Favreau, un, he gets it. 
He gets it. They should turn over uh, Star Wars to him. Well, he did Lion King. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did Iron Man. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can't. I like that whole aspect of it. I think it's great. I think it's good. I think more more movies are getting made. Um, it is. And, and going into the next year, you know, last year, your big Thanksgiving movie was Wreck-It Ralph 2. And then you had Aquaman and Mary Poppins. Yeah. And Aquaman, great. Yeah. Mary Poppins. Returns was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, all three of those movies are good movies. They just didn't do a lot at the box office. Yeah. This year you got Frozen, Star Wars, and Jumanji. Totally Big different difference. Si- totally different situation. And Spies in Disguise is going to be a great movie for kids on Christmas Day. You got cats. You got little women out there. It's going to be a great holiday season. That's going to carry over into the first quarter. But first quarter's release schedule is strong. I got to tell you what, cats, I think they're being pretty smart mm-hmm. counter-programming mm-hmm. against uh, Star Wars now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not everybody, number one, not everybody can get in and see the movie. Mm-hmm. Number two, not everybody wants to see Star Wars. Right. Number right. three, Andrew Lloyd Webber is huge. They're getting, you're getting more of that, though. You're having movies made for kids, movies made for seniors, movie made, movies made for males, females, all age demographics. It, it, it's a wonderful thing. That's good. So. It's good for your business. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, guess what I bought last night? Went to the movie. What else did I do? What did I buy? You got a 2020 free popcorn bucket. I did. My popcorn. I sure did, because 2019 is just about done. There you go. There you go. I had, uh, we, we rolled in with the popcorn bucket. I get the combo with for the couples, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit cheaper by using the bucket with it. Yeah. It's great stuff. Get you a, get you a cold Good beer? Good stuff. Yeah, I didn't do that. No, last night. Okay. Diet Coke. Okay. Sitting there watching watching Midway. If you haven't seen that movie, and if you love our country, mm-hmm. you got to see that. Did you movie. layer in the butter? Uh, oh yeah, I always do. I had a guy send in an email. He said he didn't like that free butter out there in the in the <laughs> lobby because I used too much of it. Said, no, no. He said he sent an email. And he, he's a customer. Customer sent an email. Said he didn't like that free butter in the lobby. Uh huh. Because they had to put the butter on the popcorn themselves. And uh, and 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 you know, in the past, the employees would layer the butter on there. Oh, okay. Put half the yeah. popcorn in. Yeah. Put the butter in so this guy, this guy didn't like the free unlimited butter because he had to put it on himself. Yeah, and he emailed him back, and I said, "Well, hey man, um, we'll be happy to layer that popcorn butter on there for you for a dollar. So just you know, next time you stop by, hand that employee a dollar and ask him to layer the butter on there for you. Yeah, he'll take care of you. Yeah, or you he ain't do, gonna do it. Or you can <laughs> do what saying, I do. You, you know. can do. You can do what I do. I take a straw. I'm just saying. I take a straw and hold it up to the little doohickey that lets the butter out, stick it on there, stick that straw down the popcorn, and strategically place and just we didn't, we didn't hear put back it from in him. there, baby. We didn't hear back from him. Well, well complaining no. about free butter. That's amazing. Had a guy one time that emailed because we didn't have any trivia for his iced tea. We had we had sweet and low. We had sugar, right? We had equal, right? We didn't have any trivia. He was mad. He sent an email. You know, we didn't stop. You know trivia. why you don't have trivia? Because trivia is. Just it tastes you, like crap. Just tell you. All right. We'll take <laughs> we a break. Get some crazy. Got to get a break here. Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back with more in just a moment. All right. Back with you. To the end of January for the Yeah. Yeah. Dem- Democrat Gas? Gazette delivers daily in the Little Rock area until the last day of January. Oh, okay. And then starting after that, you get the print edition every Sunday, and you get the other six days on your iPad. Yep. They've, we've got our iPad here the at iPad. the station now. I love the iPad. I haven't tried it yet. It's I'm awesome. looking forward to it. It's awesome. I'm using my own iPad, but yeah, I'm, right. I'm a subscriber. I love the Democrat Gazette. If I can put it on my fire, uh-huh. I may just put it on my fire. Nice. That'd nice. be fine with me. So I you want the you want the, you want the the bad news and then the good news? Okay, what's the bad news? The bad news is the AMC 
Oaks 7 Cinema in Batesville, Arkansas, closed last night. It's out of business. That's the bad news, so you can't watch any movies tonight today in Batesville, the, Arkansas. Today is the big announcement. Yeah, Batesville, Arkansas. Your cinema closed last night. The Batesville Oaks 7 Cinema, 7 screen in Batesville. AMC went out of business last night in Batesville. Wow. It's closed. That's the bad news. But the good news is, is there's this guy named Matt Smith, I think. The good news is <laughs> I have acquired the theater in you Batesville. You bought it. <laughs> and okay. we are going to... Redo it and open up fresh and new. And when we reopen, we'll have Dolby 7.1 surround sound, all new seating in there from VIP cinema seating, uh, new projectors, new paint, new cash registers, new concession stand. Going to be nice, going to be new. We're going to do our best to get in there and get rolling for you guys. The way it looks right now is we'll be open in January at some point. Um, oh, I was fantastic. Talking, I was talking to my seat manufacturer today, and I believe the seats will be on site Monday, December 23rd. We'll just have to get them installed. Recliners. Got some different uh, sound uh, systems coming and some projection <laughs> systems to do, but we're looking to get open in January. So maybe, what you're doing is January. you're bringing the 21st century to Batesville. Absolutely, and I think people are going to like it. It's going to be the Oaks 7 VIP Cinema. I so, like that, VIP Cinema. If your theater closed in Batesville last night, maybe that hits your newspaper today or tomorrow. Just, you know, understand that come January 2020, we're going to do something new. You know, those those stumps that you've been setting on since 1994, mm-hmm. tear those out and throw them in the trash can. Uh, you know, you got a couple of screens up there that had holes in them, and they'd stuck some duct tape over them and shoe polished them white. We're going to tear those screens out, throw them in a the trash can, Holy put you in cow. a nice new Harkness screen. Yeah, well, let me stop and then you just you for a second. That- People think that the screens look as nice as you because they're white. No. They got stuff on them that reflects the light back. Yes, yes, yes. No, tear those old screens out, throw them in the trash can. Tear those stumps out of there and throw them in the trash can. That junk y'all been watching movies on since 1994 going in the trash we're gonna come in with some new screens new seats new sound not that pretend junk old wore out 5.1 stuff we're gonna come with some dolby 7.1 so you have a bright nice picture on the new screen dolby 7.1 surround sound some cool vip cinema seating in there and uh, we'll get up and roll the great we'll, food we'll apply yes menu pizza chicken tenders a whole bit we're gonna apply for an alcohol permit so you know be looking for that oaks seven cinema and, you know, probably when I'm back, we'll have the website up and running and maybe get oh, closer information cool. to, a, to an opening date for you. So I forgot that today was the big announcement day. And yes, sir. Here we are. Now we know where you're going to. Baseball, Arkansas, we're coming to help you. No and, more junk. And they're going to fall asleep on their date and the first time they go. They <laughs> those That's recliners. what you did. They're going to like it. They're, they're going to like them. You ate those big so. cheese logs and then fell asleep. I was gone. Now, if you're in the, if <laughs> you're in the Batesville gone. area and you plan on watching a movie in the next month, the closest movie theater to you is the Cersei Cinema 8. That's mm. com. And so make sure you go by Cersei and you check out what's playing. Now, we've got a cool thing going on in Cersei and Cabot and Hot Springs this week. We had a brand new movie that just came out today. The movie's called Play Mobile. The movie. It's rated PG. Tickets to it are five bucks. Really? Five bucks anytime. Movie's playing at two seven and nine, uh, two four and seven, two four and seven every day all week long. Today through Thursday, all tickets for adults, all tickets for kids, even at seven o'clock at night, Friday night, Saturday night, whenever you want to go. All the tickets to this movie it's five dollars. All right, Play Mobile. So let's go. Play Mobile PG, okay. and this is our holiday celebration movie for you, our valued customers. If you haven't been out to check out a recliner and you're looking for a deal. See a brand new movie this week for $5 and set in a brand new, awesome recliner. So what is this movie about? 
Play Mobile PG, great for kids. Um, it is um, it is um, an adventure movie, rated PG, Play Mobile the movie, based on the iconic toy brand and cartoon. A young woman travels to the animated world of Play Mobile to find her missing brother. With Daniel Radcliffe, Gabriel Batesman, Anna Taylor. All right, hold your thoughts. We'll come back after the news, hear more about this, and hear more about the great news for Batesville here in Arkansas with Matt Smith. Um, I mean, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, I was just talking uh, to uh, Matt. Yes, sir. Excuse me, Matt, about Cabot's VIP Cinema. It's a great place to go see movies. And the staff does a good job. They work hard. Walked in yesterday, popcorn was popping, everything was happening. Some people had been off that I hadn't seen in a while. I haven't seen them because I haven't been to the movies in like nine weeks. Right. It's been crazy. But uh, went and saw Midway last night, and everybody was looking good. We spend a a lot of time on that. Now, I have different programs that they can do. You know, we bring them in, and we have this. Uh, we have these training manuals and books that they have to read from the National Association of Theater Owners. Right. Then we have about a dozen training videos they have to watch. Each video is about an hour long, also from the National Association of Theater Owners. And they do that during their orientation. And then they get some on-the-job training. Mm-hmm. But then beyond that, uh, I send I send everybody at my theaters that is 21 or older to the uh, Arkansas Beverage Control Alcohol Class. Correct. Um, I also send everybody in my theaters that's 21 or older to the Arkansas Hospitality Association alcohol class. Yeah, no, now, let, let's everybody understand, this is not just for Cabot. This is for every one of Matt's theaters. All the locations. But now no one is required to go to the Arkansas Hospitality Association, and only the alcohol permit holder has to go to the alcohol class at Alcohol Beverage Control. Okay. But I send every every member of my staff that handles alcohol to the alcohol beverage control class and to the Arkansas Hospitality Association alcohol class. In addition to that, the Arkansas Hospitality Association has a manager certified serve safe food program. Every place that serves food has to have one person that goes to that class. Just one. That's Mm -hmm. the state law. Every employee I have must go to that class. So they know how to handle food to make sure that you know, you don't end up with Tomei. 16 years old or older, right. you must go to that class if you want to work for me. And you've got to pass the class. Now, all these classes, I pay for the class. Uh, I pay their travel. I buy their lunch. And I pay them to go to the class. Um, then when we have Dale Carnegie classes come up here in central Arkansas, like leadership classes, things like that, I send them. Uh, prior seminars has a lot of classes that are very good, customer service classes, different leadership classes. I send them to those. And then the Arkansas Small Business Technology Development Center at UALR, they also have a customer service class. And we put that on twice a year. Every year before the holidays and every year before the summer, I have every employee I have come to one of my movie theaters, and I have an instructor from the Arkansas Small Business Administration come to my theater and teach the customer service class. That's very cool. That's why so, your people do well when they're behind the counter. We, we invest in them, and then we have some people that uh, stick with us and, and, and do a really good job. Uh, they've been with us for a long time, and they kind of get it, and they progress through the ranks, and they, right. bought, in, they bought, into the, um, bought into the system. And then we have some that just you know don't survive, can't buy into the culture. 
And so, you know, you either, you either I've seen those people. You either buy into the culture or move on. And if you just want to take orders, you know, you need to roll on down to Taco Bell and put that headset on and work the drive through. <laughs> if you're an order taker. I got you. You know, if you want and to be, screw the order up. I mean that's what yeah, they're good yeah. at. If if you want to be a sales rep and explain to people what's going on here by signing up for the email newsletter and getting some free points so they can get some free popcorn or telling people about how to watch a $5 movie or whatever the case may be, right. then we're the spot for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're looking for bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, motivated people. You know, and I have some people that got a young lady that works for me, started to work for me when she was 16 in the concession stand in Cabot. She's 20 now and is a student at ASUBB wrapping up her associate's degree. And she is an assistant manager now at the Searcy location. Right. Uh, and then I've got a young man that works for me. He's 22. Uh, his first job uh, is when he was uh, 16, working in a concession stand. In and, Searcy, right? Yeah, yeah. And he is now. I know who you're talking yeah, about. He is now uh, my uh, lead manager uh, in Cabot. And he is also a student at UALR. So, you know, we have some people like that that buy into the culture. Um, she's been with me now four and a half years he's been with me seven years it's only job either one of them have had Mm -hmm. but i mean they're superstars they do a good job and you know i'll go through a hundred kids to get one of them well yeah you know so i mean some people want it some people don't and you know if you're just looking for a paycheck then you know you need to be at kroger or if you just want to be a part-time schmo yes you're not looking for this is not your spot yeah this is not going to work for you and so you know they kind of come and go but those people that you see over and over again when you go into Cabot or down at Riverdale 10 or over in Hot Springs or Searcy or whatever, uh, you know, you'll, you'll um, you know, they, they bought into the program. And you can go online and just kind of read the reviews uh, if you want some laughs for the AMC Oak 7 Cinema in Batesville, Arkansas, and just see what people say about that place. You know, I mean, that's, 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 that's intolerable. I personally could not... Uh, make somebody watch a movie uh, sitting on a stump with some ragged, busted-up sound and a screen with a hole in it. But, hey, you know, they've been doing it since 1994. So Yeah, yeah. well, the bottom, bottom line is that uh, how long do you think it would take to really institute your culture there? Well, the, the, the staff will either get with the program or we'll get a new staff. It's going gonna, gonna, gonna to take that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, either you're going to step up and, you know, get with the program because we're putting in new seats and new screens and new drapes and new paint and, you Which know, is a, money. a new concession stand and, you know, a new sound system and Dolby 7.1 sound and new projection equipment, right? We're not going to put all new inside the facility here and then have a, some bombs. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to get up in the morning and shave. You know, and and cut your fingernails, and you know, uh, take a bath, and wash your butt, and put on some cologne, <laughs> and a shirt and tie, and be prepared to show up early and stay late, uh, or right. or look for a job. We don't need you. Yeah, be so professionals I'm, is what you're saying. Yeah, you're gonna have to. Yeah, you know, you're gonna have to, or this is not the spot for you. So that you know, I'm not phoning it in from Beijing, China. You know, you're gonna see me. Yeah, you're you, gonna see you my float district manager. Between the you're gonna theaters. see me. And so, you know, you're going to either buy into the culture of a Joseph. This is, this, is, this is Mayberry, brother. This is Andy Griffith. You're in a small town. You know, you can get with the Andy Griffith Mayberry way of doing things yeah. here or move on. So do you have any kind of like secret shoppers that you send oh, out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got better than that. <laughs> if I want to see what they're doing, I can pull it up on my phone. Oh, you can watch. I saturate those movie theaters with security cameras. I okay. know what they're doing. You showing up late? I know about it. 
Right. My, yes. I have people that go around to watch movies, and they tell me what you're doing. You know. That's the way to do it. Yeah. You know, you, you're standing in the back room there, you know, eating that hot dog that you stole. <laughs> you on the camera. Yeah. That's you know, your last day. Yeah. That's <laughs> you know, your I'm last you. day. You know, it's like that. It's like the bunch that's going to get the Christmas flu. We have a bunch of people that show up at Thanksgiving. We have a bunch of people that work this whole month, and they schedule to be there on Christmas. And they're suddenly sick, and they don't come in. Generally, what I do is I let them come in the next day and let them go on and get there before I tell them they terminate it. You know, so they have to take the trouble of leaving the house and driving right. all the way over to the facility to find out they've lost their job. Right. Because if you don't work on Christmas, you don't work the movies. That's single, Christmas is a huge day. No, it's not the huge day. It is the day. It's it the busiest, the biggest day, of the year. day of the year, huh? Biggest day of the year. All 365 other days are slower. The day after Christmas is the second busiest day of the year. The the top 11 days in 2019 is December 20th through December 31st. Wow. You can't work those 11 days, you're not in the movie you don't business. Need you. Right. If you're one of those idiots who wants to stop working December the 20th and go back to work January the 5th, you know, that's 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 your lifetime goal. You an 8 to 5, Monday through Friday loser. This ain't the spot for you. <laughs> ain't the spot for you. If you need nights, weekends, and holidays off, this is not the spot for you. You need to go on and go down to where they're doing that 3% cola every year. Now, is this what get you, that job. Is this how an interview with Matt Smith is when you no, guys are looking no, for No, 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 no. I don't have time for all that mess. I let my management team interview those people. My management team hires those people. And then my management team weeds them out. Okay. And then the ones that stay, my management team will say, hey, this person is good. At which point, I'll have a meeting at that facility with the management team and the good people. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about how they need to go to the Dale Carnegie class. Oh, by the way, I've got this Zig Ziglar book I need you to read. See you at the top. You're doing a good job. We need to teach you how to change the posters, change the signs, change the recorder, do a bank deposit. We need to teach you how to program ready theater system. We need to show you how to run a projector because you're a good kid. You're a part, you're you're a winner. part of the culture. You're a winner. We want, to, we want you to move along. Like if you just want to show up and eat some free popcorn and watch some free movies and make minimum wage, that's just disgusting to me. And mm-hmm. you, need, you need to go to work for AMC. They can probably get a spot for you over at the Chanel 9 right now. Right. You can just phone it in. You can go in up there and serve popcorn with a big old long ZZ Top beard with dandruff in it. They will accept <laughs> that. Right? Not going to work for me. So you got to want to do something. you got to want more than minimum wage. you got to want to learn how to do something. Right? If you're going to make it. But now the kids that buy into it, they're superstars. I'm proud of them. I love them. I like it when they graduate from high school, when they graduate from college. You know, I'm proud for them. I'm proud for them. Okay. i got one question before yeah. we go to break. Then we got to come back, and we got to start okay. talking about what's playing where okay. for this weekend. Okay. Last night, walking down the hallway, mm-hmm. getting to the theater where uh, Midway was at, big, you know, one sheet mm-hmm. on the right wall looked mm-hmm. like looked like 1917, but it wasn't. It was some other look period war movie? It wasn't 1917. It was not 1917. Do you know what it is? Can you think off? No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I was there today. I had to meet with these guys because we're putting in all new tile and carpet and okay. floor lighting and cabinet. And I walked by that, but I don't remember it. I okay. was there this morning before I drove over here. Well, I'm going to go see. And it's so the, it's a war movie, but it's not 1917. No. It's not Midway. Yeah, it's it's like uh, you know the I don't know the Baron or something like that. Just to pick a word, it it had that kind of a feel to it. Mm. Yeah. I'll look and see. 1917 is going to rock, brother. I'm looking forward to it. I yes, want to sir. see it. I want to see it. There's not been enough 
Not enough uh, attention paid to World War One. That was a horrible, horrible war. It really, really was. Okay, well, let's take a break. We'll come back. Matt Smith is here. If you live up in Batesville, it's coming. A real deal movie theater coming your way. And uh, it's going to be called the Oaks VIP. Is that right? Oaks 7 VIP Cinema. All right. We'll talk about what's playing at the movies for you for the weekend when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, coming back, Matt Smith is here. Hey, now. Let's start off here in Little Rock. What's playing at the booth? Okay, catch us at Riverdale 10. That's Riverdale10.com. Now, of course, we're, we have uh, over 40 different beers and eight different wines right there at Riverdale 10. And, of course, we have a full food menu. Uh, we've got uh, pizzas. All this stuff's made fresh to order. Bavarian pretzels, uh, chocolate uh, uh, peanut butter pie, key lime pie. State Fair corn dogs, Eisenberg's bratwurst. We got Nathan's hot dogs, White Castle cheeseburger sliders, French fries, onion rings, mozzarella cheese sticks. Of course, all the candy you could want: popcorn, soda, bottled water, frozen Coke. You name it. You can sign up for the rewards program. Every dollar you spend gets you a point. Use those points for free movie tickets and free items in the concession stand. Pick you up some free movie posters. We'll be implementing a program in 2020 for our Rewards Club members to be able to watch discount movies. Ooh. So that's coming up uh, as soon as our website and software provider can uh, get linked up on that. Uh, you need to go ahead and sign up for the email newsletter. And of course, you can like our Facebook page and follow events. and You can see about all the cool stuff that's going on. Uh, for example, White Christmas is playing Tuesday night, December the 10th. Yes. Don't want to miss it. From 1954. It's a Dave Ellswick Classic for uh, the month of December. Now, the 7 o'clock showtime is sold out. So we have added a 7.15 showtime. Now, that's White Christmas from 1954, rated G. It's the Hollywood Classic. It's Tuesday night, December the 10th. Dean Crosby, Danny Kaye. Rosemary Clooney, you name it, they're in it. One night only, and so be sure to check that out. And then in uh, January, we have Gone with the Wind. In February, we have Godfather. In March, we have Casablanca. In April, April is Titanic. Uh, June is Jaws. And July is Wizard of Oz. So be looking for those at Riverdale10.com. Now this week, brand new, we have exclusively... Honey Boy from Amazon Studios. It kind of looks interesting. Shayla LaBeouf. Uh, it's kind of loosely based on how he grew up in his life, and that's exclusive because, you know, we're always trying to bring the best independent art documentary foreign films to Arkansas. We're also playing Waves from Area 24, another independent film new today, and Dark Waters with uh, Mark Ruffalo uh, from Focus Features. Those three are brand new today. Tickets on sale at Riverdale10.com. Queen and Slim, uh, still on the screen, open at Thanksgiving. Knives Out, also on the screen, still open at Thanksgiving. Uh, Every Kid's Favorite, Frozen 2, still playing Ford versus Ferrari. We've got the cool movie from Searchlight Pictures called Jojo Rabbit. That's also exclusive with us. And Harriet is still on the screen. Riverdale10.com, sign up for the email newsletter, download the free theater group mobile app, and, of course, uh, like us on Facebook and follow events so you can stay informed about the movie theater. Now, we keep nothing a secret. So, like, the moment we put tickets on sale or the moment we have a film that we're going to play, that posts immediately to the newsletter. 
the free mobile app, the Facebook page, and, of course, the website. So, like, no reason to call to say, hey, man, are you going to play XYZ Part 12 starting the 2016 World Championship Chicago Cubs? Don't know yet, my brother, because if we knew, it would be on the website, it'd be on the mobile app, it'd be on the Facebook page. We're not sitting around saying, oh, man, hey, you know what? We know we're going to play that movie, and we know what time, but we're just going to keep it a secret and not put the tickets on sale. We don't want nobody to know we're going to play that movie. So when you know, everybody knows. Immediately. All right. Immediately. So not keeping it a secret. So sign up for the email newsletter. Download the free mobile app. Like the Facebook page. Follow events. Check it out. Now, all of my theaters have luxury leather electro recliners with tables and reserved seating. Every seat in the building. That's Riverdale 10 in Little Rock. That is uh, the Cersei 8 VIP Cinema, the Hot Springs 8 VIP Cinema, and the Cabot 8 VIP Cinema. And, of course, uh, in Hot Springs, we're serving over 40 different beers and eight different wines. Uh, In Hot Springs, we are playing Knives Out. We have a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And that's exclusive for Garland County. So if you want to check out Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers, you can only find it at Hot Springs 8 VIP Cinema. We're also playing Ford versus Ferrari, another exclusive uh, only available at the Hot Springs 8 VIP Cinema. Uh, we're playing Midway. Great movie. Go see it. Zach's favorite movie, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> playing with Fire is still on the screen, and Frozen 2 is also playing. Now, in Hot Springs, we have Play Mobile the Movie, PG. Tickets are $5. It's playing at 2.15, 4.30, and 7.15 today and every day this week through Thursday. Tickets are $5. Children are five, seniors are five, adults are five, two o'clock in the afternoon it's five for everybody, four o'clock in the afternoon it's five, seven o'clock tonight, five bucks. You hadn't been out, it's your five dollar ticket and sat down in the most comfortable movie theater seat in America. Okay? Hotspringsvip.com. Be sure to check it out. Same full food menu at all four locations. Right there in Hot Springs. Hotspringsvip.com is the website. Now, we'll have Black Christmas and Jumanji next week. Tickets for those are already on sale. They both got Thursday night premieres. Tickets are already on sale for both of those movies at all four of my Central Arkansas locations. Of course, on December the 19th, we have the Thursday night premiere of Star Wars, also the Thursday night premiere of Cats. And then in Hot Springs on Christmas Day, we will have Spies in Disguise. So that's coming up as well. So be sure to check that out. That's down there in the big city of Hot Springs. We feature a brand-new parking lot, all-new LED lighting with a nice, awesome, cool digital sign out front. Stadium seating, remodeled and expanded restrooms. We just remodeled the entire theater with carpet, floor lights, tile, paint, you name it. Be sure to go by there and check it out. If you hadn't been to the movies at the Hot Springs location in the past three months, uh, you won't recognize the joint. Pictures are posted at Hot Springs VIP. It's not a joint anymore. It's Hot, a great movie theater. Hot Springs 8 VIP Cinema. I stand corrected. I Got stand a great corrected. parking lot. I stand corrected, Mr. Ellswick. I stand corrected. Moving on up to the big city of Cabot, Dave Stomping Grounds. My course, favorite theater. We've got that Play Mobile movie playing for just $5 all week long. Be sure to stop by there and check that out in Cabot. Still showing Knives Out. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Ford versus Ferrari. Frozen 2, Midway, Playing with Fire, and Charlie's Angels, Black Christmas, and Richard Jewell, and Jumanji all start next Friday. And, of course, Cats on December the 20th, Star Wars on December 20th, Christmas Day, Spies in Disguise, and Little Women. 
Tickets on sale at CabotVIPCinema.com. Be sure to sign up for rewards. Like and follow that Facebook page. Download the free Theater Group mobile app. Sign up for the email newsletter. And, hey, become a private club member. Support local small business. Just swing in there. Tell them you'll be a private club member. Show them your ID. They'll sign you right up. Give you a private club membership card. It is free. Just like joining rewards is free. You might as well do it. Cost you nothing to sign up. A couple of ticketing kiosks there in the lobby. And, of course, that 2020 free popcorn bucket is on sale now. Purchase the popcorn bucket. You can refill it for $4.50. 170 ounces of popcorn anytime Thursday through Tuesday. But wait, there's more. On Wednesday, buy a movie ticket and eat unlimited popcorn. Bring that bucket bucket in, and it's like the buffet. I mean, you'll think it's a Golden Corral hookup of popcorn. You will be eating popcorn all night. You finish watching your movie. You're getting ready to walk out the front door. Hold up, wait. Do not go home until you fill up that free popcorn in that bucket and take it to the house with you. It's Cabin. good, good popcorn, too. It's fresh. Last night, I walked in, got my tickets, had my popcorn, and they were just finishing the uh, the newest that they popped, they poured it in the in the receptacle below and filled up my bucket, and it was like I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. I love fresh popcorn, golden popping hot fresh. It was good. All Some right, butter. Going to talk about what's going on in the other cities as well when we return here with Matt Smith on the Dave Ellswick Show. This is Matt Smith, by the way. When we left, we were talking about movies, and we were talking about the movies that were going to play in Cersei because we'd already covered Cabot movies for Dave because that's where he lives. He goes to the movies there. If you're up north in White County, Cersei 8 VIP Cinema, playing this weekend, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Midway, Zach's favorite movie, Charlie's Angels, <sighs> Ford versus Ferrari, Frozen 2, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, knives out and we got a special thing going called play mobile the movie it's pg based on the toys and the cartoon all the tickets to play mobile are five dollars adults children seniors matinee even evening prices at prime time seven o'clock tickets just five dollars cerceycinema.com to check it out now you know we've got luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserve seating every chair in the building is a recliner they're in cersei we have a full food menu same seats with tables and a full food menu at all four locations. And, of course, we're serving beer and wine in Cabot, Hot Springs, and 
Little Rock. CerseCinema.com. So be sure to check that out. Check out the full food menu. Sign up for rewards. Like and follow the Facebook page. Be sure you sign up for the email newsletter. Download that theater group, free mobile app. Link to all of those is right there on the website. And, of course, we've got the free popcorn bucket. You purchase that bucket. You bring it in. Popcorn's free all night, every Wednesday night. All the popcorn you can eat with just a ticket purchase. And you can refill that big gargantuan 170-ounce popcorn bucket Friday through Thursday for just $7.50. Now, in case you hadn't heard, this makes me sad, but Whole Hall Cafe in Searcy is closing. And I hate that because Whole Hall Cafe is one of the few places in Searcy and all of White County where you could actually have uh, alcohol, beer and wine. Whole Hall Cafe served alcohol. Now, Rib Crib, Colton's, the Rock House, and uh, the Warehouse, those four restaurants in Searcy still serve alcohol. Of course, the VFW Club there in White County, uh, the Searcy Country Club, and the Elks Lodge, they also serve alcohol. Uh, rumor has it when guacamole opens up in Searcy, which is uh, in the former Dick's Cafe building, they will serve alcohol. And I've been told that Chili's in Searcy has applied, but they have not started serving yet. Whole Hall Cafe in Searcy is closing its doors after a year and a half because it did not generate enough revenue to cover the overhead, according to franchise owner Dan Adams. We tried and we just could not get our head above water, Adams said. It's a hard decision to finally just say this is not going to work. He said he really appreciates everything Cersei has done for the business in terms of supporting us. It was just something that unfortunately was not successful. We could just never realize the revenue we needed to be profitable, he said. According to Adams, on Wednesday, the business, which opened July 2018, should be closing in the next day or so. I'm not going to order any more food, so what we have on hand, we'll go ahead and just sell. So tonight, maybe tomorrow, and that's it. Although several businesses have struggled at Whole Hall Cafe's location at 1608 West Capitol, excuse me, Whole Hall's location was 1608 West BB Caps Expressway, Adam said he believes it is a good location and wasn't a factor in the closing of the restaurant. I think it's a great location. It's a great building, he said. Adam said the business has about 15 employees and appreciated their part in the effort to get us this far. Restaurants are notoriously short of precarious entities he said we took a good swing at it and it just didn't pan out it certainly had nothing to do with Cersei or the market adam said the main point he wanted to make clear is how much i appreciate the people who have supported us since we've been there and how difficult it is for me to just walk away it's a business decision and nothing else and this is sad because the chamber of commerce awarded whole hall cafe the best new business in Cersei at the chamber of commerce uh, banquet back in october so kind of sad to see it go i mean i love whole hall cafe food uh they've got a whole whole cafe that is actually my neighbor right there at the riverdale 10 riverdale10.com you've been there right zach exactly i've been there i was wondering is this um the one you're talking about is that no. near no it, the one i'm talking about is in searcy okay okay the one at riverdale is open and like right now is packed because the food is awesome now the one at searcy is that near your theater there? oh no no it's on the other side of town it's okay. on the other side of town yeah yeah now we're on the main drag as they say there in searcy right there on ray street that's uh searcy 8 vip cinema www.searcycinema.com 501-279-3644 we're located at 2933 east race avenue searcy arkansas 72143 Okay, so we're on the prime spot right there. You know, everything in Searcy pretty yeah. much has always been on Ray Street, and that's where we're located. Yeah. 
these guys are across town on the bypass called bb caps gotcha uh at one point in that building there on bb caps was a purple cow uh it closed there's been some other restaurants in there too but uh, i hate to see whole all cafe go away because they were part of that brave uh group that had ventured out there to get a private club license in searcy so i hate to see them close um and i love whole hog whole hog cafe food i mean i i love the barbecue i mean i love the chicken i love those nachos they do the barbecue nachos dude for real what do you get on yours oh just that's all i get pretty much just just a that's just a regular with like pork or chicken or beef or what pork oh yeah man that Mm -hmm. pulled pork pork oh man it's the gospel all that pulled pork with that sauce and that melted cheese yes oh man oh yeah and that chicken that sandwich they got that chopped chicken sandwich with the sauce oh (laughs) oh it's glorious it is so glorious Mm, I, I i love the one by riverdale 10 i love it so i just hated to see this i just hated to see this one close in cersei i really did yeah but uh, anyway coming up uh coming up on the 13th in cersei we'll have jamunji and of course we'll have black christmas those tickets are on sale now cerseycinema.com mm-hmm. december 20th we'll have cats and star wars and on christmas day december 25th we'll have spies in disguise and little women will smith Gonna be great. Gonna be great. And be looking for uh, the Grudge on uh, January the third, uh, nineteen seventeen. January the tenth, and of course another Will Smith, Bad Boys for Life. Got to go see it. January the seventeenth, and man, that just looks good. It I'm does. excited about that. I really want to see that. I love the first two. I love the original cast is right. coming back. They got some new stars in that. I think Eddie Murphy's popping into this thing. Really. That's the rumor. Somebody okay. said that Samuel Jackson was going to show up. So, I mean, you know, I don't really know if that's just a rumor or if those will be cameo appearances. I don't know. I'm just excited about that. Yeah. Uh, I love Martin Lawrence. The first two movies I thought were awesome. I just, man, you know, I can't believe it's taking this long to make the third one. Exactly. Because the first two were so good. And not only were they good and, and also just kind of a, a throwback to that way cool buddy cop comedy thing right but the action was good and they were big hits so i don't really know why it took so long to make part three true but i'm glad it's getting done so i'm, I'm excited about that I, I think bad boys for life is going to be awesome um dave's excited about april the 8th the new bond movie oh my god that looks yes. good so i mean just the first quarter next year is just really just full of some strong films and you know spies in disguise from christmas day star wars cats frozen that'll still be on the screen in in january now i'm going to tell you i love trailers i like to watch the trailers okay and of course the new bond trailer just came out the other day. yes yes i know you were talking about the girl was returning and and evidently rebecca ferguson it's not rebecca ferguson oh it's not who is it her name is leah i don't know how to pronounce her last name okay and what's her character's name like i said she's just that female you know that new one from the uh previous film Okay. Yeah, she's, she's been just, in two or three Bond films. This would be her second? I think so. would be her, her second, second one. Okay, because okay, so. nobody's done more than two, I believe. Okay. I'm kind of surprised they didn't bring back Rebecca Ferguson, to so, be honest. She was a specter. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you think you think Bond retires after this, and then they yep. take the license to kill 007 and give it to somebody else. Yep. Basically, the female he was looking at was his love interest, if you get oh, all into okay. the movie. Okay, so it's going to be okay. something... They're going to explain in the movie exactly something calling back to another movie. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, and so the, that oh, one. Did okay. you hear? There's two more trailers coming out. Okay. Sunday. 
Oh, Wonder okay. Woman. Yeah. 1984, is that 1984. Right? That comes out Sunday. Oh, when's that coming to theaters? I forget. That's Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah. man, it's going to rock so hard. No, it's going to be huge. They got the win. original Wonder Woman in that. Man, it's going to be so good. And here's the other one that man, comes DC out Comics Monday. Man, DC Comics has got it together, man. Is everybody ready? For, remember What's when that? we were talking a couple of years ago and how bad DC was about making movies? Right. And now, they're just, they got it right. Exactly. For real. They got it right. And it, it seems to start it with Shazam. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shazam well, was, the good. Woman was, Wonder Woman was good. Well, Wonder Woman was good, Well, Wonder Woman was good. I mean, that, was good. that kicked it off. Right. But then they came back with Shazam. Shazam was, was really good. good. It was really good. Yes, it was. It was, it was excellent. Yeah. Okay, so. Aquaman was Monday. good, though. Aquaman was yeah. good. Get ready. Monday. Are you ready? Ghostbusters. Oh. Oh. New, the new trailer for Ghostbusters comes Who's out Monday. Who's in this Ghostbusters? Dan, uh, Mr. Murray is in it. Ackroyd's in it. Who else is always in it? I mean, okay. all the originals, basically. Going to reboot the old school. They're going to be there. Okay. Evidently, a mother and her two children move to a community to find out that they are, in some way, uh, relatives of the original Ghost, Ghostbusters. Okay, Paul Doom. Rudd is supposed to be in it. Yep. Who? Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Oh, man. Come Ant-Man. on. That's going to be great. Yeah. They're going to bring back the original guys, and that's cool. Aaron the, only, the only one that's not coming back that I, I keep hoping that he'll uh-huh. come back is Rick Moranis. Okay. Well. But he's not back. He's not back. He he was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. Oh. That was a big Disney hit for that All guy. those great, that truly was. great movies. That was a big so Disney hit for I mean, him. I was a kid at the time. So seems I mean, to I know. me. It was a big hit. Seems to me his wife died. Oh, man. And he gave up acting to raise his children. Seems that's the story that I that I heard about. I'm a huge fan of him. That's exactly what happened. I'm looking here. Let me give you the the lowdown here. Here's the cast. Okay, I'll run it down for you. The synopsis. Okay. When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret secret legacy their grandfather left behind. The film's confirmed cast includes Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, Andy Potts, along with Pud, uh, Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard, of course, from uh, Stranger Things, Stranger Things uh, and It, uh, McKenna Grace, Carrie Coon, Oliver Cooper, Celeste O'Connor, and Log and Kim. All right, that's what you can expect to, to see. I'm all so about it. So essentially everybody yep. but the one guy is Except back. Except for, yeah. That's What's what not to love? I mean, you got, What's not to love? Got Annie Cox back. What's not to love? It didn't love? say whether the Stay, Pu- the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was making a return engagement. He's back. <laughs> He'll just look better now with the new CGI. Yeah, he would look better now. He w- That's No doubt. You know, I'm going to say right now, yeah. Ghostbusters 2 mm-hmm. will be one of our classic movies for next year. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. When, did, was, when, was, when, was, when was it... Uh, Ghostbusters 2, when was it released? I can look that look up, tell you. man. Maybe I have some anniversary coming up for that. You think that's better than the original? 1989. 89? Yep, 89. June of 1989. When was the first one released? released? First, 87. Ghostbusters, 87. You want Ghostbusters 2? 84. 84. 84 was the first one. What, what was right. the date on the first one? June 7th. What was the date on the second one? Uh, it was June, I believe, 14th or something. Okay, so you want to do Ghostbusters when's, when's two Ghost, maybe when's in Ghost, May? When's, Ghost, Ghost, May? when's Ghostbusters coming out? The new one this oh, year? I don't know. Coming up let next look, year. Let me look. Let me see. What date does it release? We'll uh, we'll salute it by uh, playing the oh, original. Oh, my birthday, July tenth, two thousand and twenty. That's the new one. Tenth. Okay. So we got we got Wizard of Oz for July. 
Oh, do we? And we've got Jaws for June. So if we're going to do Ghostbusters 2, we could do it in May. We'll do it in May, then. Ghostbusters 2 for May? Yep. That'd be a good one. We'll do that. That'd January is Gone with the Wind. February is Godfather 2. March is Casablanca. Mm-hmm. April is Titanic. All right. May, May will be Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. 2. June is Jaws, Jaws. And July is Wizard of Oz. Okay. Ghostbusters 2. All right. And then I will hand out, to everybody who's coming for White Christmas, Yeah. I will hand out a piece of paper. Well, not not a whole big piece of paper, just a small piece. It's got my email on it. And you can email me three movies you like to see shown as a classic movie. Get a bunch of people to send in. It might be some new blood that we haven't thinking. I, I want to do another, uh, what uh, what's the, uh, Hughes, John Hughes movie. Maybe Pretty in Pink or... Uh, Sweet 16, something like that. You remember that one with Molly Greenwald? Well, I, I've never watched it, Pretty but I was pink? thinking. But no, 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 not Pretty Pink, the Sweet 16. Oh, okay. The one with the Chinese guy in it. Oh, okay. Uh, you, you think about, you want to do one of those? Yeah, let's do okay. a John Hughes movie. Well, we could do Or do you want to wait and see what they say at White Christmas? Well, we, yeah. We'll, see well, what I the will. audience says. I'd also like to do Honey, I Shrunk the Kids just for yeah, kids. Well, that would be a good one for the kids. Yeah. So we're we're still going to have August, September, October, and November, November. to pick. We've That's already right. picked December. Yes. We got January, February, January Gone with the Wind, February Godfather Two, March Casablanca, April Titanic, May Ghostbusters Two, uh, June, June is Jaws, Jaws July is Wizard of Oz, and next December is It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. So we've got to pick August, September, October, and November. We still have four slots yeah. for 2020. So you, four movies you'd four like movies. to see yeah. as a classic movie, and uh, you'll you'll send your picks to me at my uh, email, and I'll hand out little pieces, slips of paper with my email on it. We'll cut, I'll yeah, cut and we'll, we've got to pick four more. Yep. Yeah, so something something cool. And since it gives us time to get yes. everything in and kind of correlate it all up and see who's the best. All right, let's take a break. All right. Come back, finish up today's edition of Matt Smith on the Dave Ellswick Show. Did you see the uh, newest uh, casting for the guy who played in Baby Driver? I forget. He's got a really kind of weird He's got name. a new movie coming? Yeah, he's got a new one coming out. Did you see what it was? No. West Side Story. Oh, nice. He's playing Tony. Nice. He's playing Tony. Okay. Also, uh, in the, uh, I don't know what they're saying. I don't see a release date. It's in development, so it may or may not even be made. But Ansel Eggort. Yeah. That's just. Elgort. Yeah, really weird name. But anyway, he's playing John F. Kennedy. They're doing another take on the PT-109. Just so you know. Nice. We need some. St- I'm just telling you, we need some movies like that in the cinema about America. I agree. You know, that's what's so great about Midway, and like and like we talked about earlier, 1917. Yeah, I, I love think- historical movies. I really do. Oh yeah. Well, oh, you yeah. know what I really liked about Midway? Every one of the main characters in that movie is a historical, real figure. And at the end of the movie, they tell you the rest of the story for each one of those people. I mean, when you hear about Chester Nimitz, you know, Admiral Chester Nimitz, who controlled the uh, the fleet in the Pacific during World War II, whom one of my greatest days was being on Nimitz Hill in Guam, because that's where he had his command post. And 
Not everybody got to do this. They let me sit in his chair, his admiral chair, where you sit out and look out on the South China Sea and the Pacific Ocean. Well, they kind of had that, that like, whole whoa. <laughs> they had that whole strategy going yep. where um, he was doing the island hopping thing and just kind of moving Nimitz was from island to island and you know clearing the Japanese from those islands. Where MacArthur was coming up through, like I guess, New the Philippines, yeah, New Guinea, and 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 across the that island chain, Malaysia, right there, headed up to you know free the Philippines. So kind of kind of doing it then two you had ways. Bull there, Bull Halsey out there, set on the special uh, missions like the Marshall Islands and all the rest of them, doing and getting into battle yeah. of the Coral Sea and all of it. Yeah, and uh, Saipan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I mean, just, they, wow. You know, I'm I'm a firm believer that God raises up special people during special times, and those men and General Patton and General Eisenhower, those were special men for a special time. Just telling you, they really, really were Patton, especially. I mean, look, Patton died like two weeks after World War II. Was over with. Unbelievable. <sighs> You know, uh, yeah. MacArthur was that way, too. Yes, yes, Except MacArthur yes. got too big for his own britches. I don't know. Um, well, he, he got with the Truman and said they needed, during the Korean War, they needed to go after the Chinese. And and uh, Truman said no. And MacArthur said, well, yeah, we do. We need to, you know, we need to bomb them into oblivion with our atomic weapons. And uh, Truman said, you know, it's time for you to come home. <laughs> he yeah. found out real quick. They're a guy that is the commander in chief. That's true. I agree, but MacArthur was right. Yeah, well, I'm not saying he was wrong. I'm just saying <laughs> you now, don't buck heads with now, the commander. Now, now we're stuck with the Chinese, and they're yeah. trying to kill the students in Hong Kong. Oh, they're trying man. to steal all of our technology. They're trying to jump, dump, uh, you know, uh, lower price goods on us. They're trying to take all of our 5G. Um, you know, wouldn't it been a whole lot better just to bond them into Bolivia, oblivion, like MacArthur said, and be done with them? We just think we had old Kim Jong-un over there now in North Korea with nuclear weapons. We should have just had MacArthur wipe those guys out. I mean, and we could have because we were the only people that had the bomb at that time. Truman was wrong is all I got to say. Just think we didn't have to mess with those guys now. I mean, you know, just think if we didn't have to wear it with them. Just, you know, now we're stuck with them. I mean, we need, look at that. We need season five of The Man in the High Tower. Well, I mean, just look at it. I mean, look at when we went into, went into you know, Iraq or whatever in 91. Yeah. She just went all the way on up to Baghdad and taken out Saddam and said, go back and do a redo. Matt will be back on the 20th of December. He's on his way to Disney World. Disney. We'll see you when you get back, my man. Time for us to get to the news. When we come back, the folks from Fence Masters are going to be with us. All right, something I like to do on my show is when new advertisers join the station or any of our uh, group of stations here, uh, at Salem Radio, I like to have them on. And Fence Masters is uh, our our brand newest, how's that, uh, advertiser with us. And in with us today is the owner, Shane. His wife, Stephanie, is not here. I was, I was just asking him why she wasn't here. And you guys got a lot of outreach going on. You're, you're, you're a Jesus follower like I am. So yes, sir. So you got you, – you, try to be the hands and feet of christ just like all of us should be amen amen all right so you talk you talk to me about uh you know what you're doing as far as outreach goes yes sir well we've got a couple of things my wife is involved in 
what she has called think outside the box. She grew up in foster care, residential care as a child. And uh, God has just done some really neat things in her life. Um, Just really been able to show out. She actually, the home that she grew up in, she was allowed to come back on the board of directors and ended up, they did a story on her from resident to president because she ended up all the way up to the president of the board of the Arkansas Baptist Children's Home and, and Family Ministries. Fantastic. And it was just a, it's a really neat story of how God has just used her in the ministry and he's taken the business aspect of fence masters and really just drawn us that way of being able to have that integrity and that that hunger to you know as we like to say we build fences but we also build relationships it's more than just going and being on somebody's property you never know where someone is in life or what they're going through or what they just came out of so it's an opportunity to to be able to share so how long has fence masters been around now we have been in business for going on five years now okay from the very beginning when you started it what did you see it as a way to to be able to foster outreach programs no sir that's that's been the cool thing about it how we had a vision when we first began and god has just compounded that in such a huge a broader picture of um with the think outside the box with her residential care foster care and being with the with other organizations and teaming up with uh, other believers but we've also launched a grill ministry um, where we go out and we'll set up in these neighborhoods that um, are most of the time generally around our church um, and pass out Bibles and just do outreach, feed them, meet them where they're at, and just allow these people to come and share the word. All right. So when you started your business, uh, fence masters what was what was your vision that you had at that time i mean was it a, a mutual vision with your wife and yourself or did you have the vision and you said you know well, i want to do fences and your wife of course being your helpmate joined in the endeavor well stephanie has been in banking for quite a few years prior to coming home and helping me um really be behind the scenes and really be the inner workings of the company um so when she was at the bank, you know, we had all, always talked about, you know, what are we going to do, how are we going to do it, and didn't really know how it was all going to come full circle. But the Lord just turned it all around, put us in business. When we when we realized that was the direction the Lord was sending us, Stephanie, of course, was still working for the bank. And okay. we just kind of built off of that. We had uh, partners in it that i had went into originally and with those partners god just allowed just to to really have a good relationship with them and have a good relationship after we bought the partners out and me and stephanie took it over and i did it for about another year and then she came home and has kind of been well has been doing all the books and and all the inner workings of everything since then. All right. Our guest is uh, Shane Rogers. He is the owner of Fence Masters. His wife is uh, also 
the I guess the co-owner is at the yes sir. It's okay. She's not here right now. They're they're getting ready for a big event at their church. Going to have over three hundred people there, and she's over there ramrodding that right now. We're going to get her on. I want to get her on and talk to her about uh, her past life and and find out how that brought about what she is in her now life and uh, be an interesting story to hear about. But, uh, but Shane, tell me about fence masters. I mean, why fencing? What what drew you to fencing? Well, you know when it's kind, of, I kind of look at it a lot like the story of when the God pulled the children of Israel out of Egypt. Okay, because I, and and it really resonates with me there because I go. And I think I, I was murmuring, complaining. I'm, I'm going. I'm working. It's hard work. I'm started out in the fencing industry, driving for a national or worldwide company that sold fencing to people all over the country. Um, I started out driving there, and then the Lord just put favor there, and I went into sales inside, and then it progressed over into here i am where i've got my own my own outfit but that's kind of how a long 10-year window of time where the lord just used stepping in as a driver and then just that favor of the lord throughout time with people and building a relationship and fencing and i look back and didn't even realize then how i was learning all of the things that i would need to know now all of those years through working for this national company because you did everything with this everything. national company yes sir so i mean i had to know the keep, part numbers all the parts all the fittings how they operated from from start to finish so it really allowed me to be able to know you know how to the operations of the fence components all went together to be able to construct it and be able to talk intelligently to customers and and be able to relate that in a way that I was confident about what I was what I was talking to my customers with. Okay. And it's been, you know, I always like to tell everybody, you know, it, it, it's not Shane that that is a, a magic salesman or a, just a a um it's not me, it's the Lord just going before me every day conquering these things and and just putting favor in all these people's eyes to be able to trust me because there's a lot of money in fencing when you take on a project whether it's commercial or residential it's a big expense on a on a homeowner or a a company and i don't take that lightly we always like to keep everybody in touch with what we're doing and stay in touch with them throughout the way and if if there's ever a problem they can always call us yes i've I, I had a fence put up around my home after I bought it, and to this day, I wish that I had gone instead of with a six foot, that I'd gone with a nine foot. Yes, sir. Because I, I I I put a pool in the back of the house. I couldn't put it in ground because I sit I live on top of a ridge, and it's bedrock about two and a half feet down, and uh, unless I want them to to chip it all out and cost me an extra twelve grand. I need to put a, a I put a doughboy on top, thirty three foot long, eighteen foot wide, and then I built a deck. And now when I stand on the deck, I can look out over my fence. Yes, sir. So it'd be nice if it'd been nine foot, but it's not. So 
I'm not I'm not moaning and groaning about it. I'm blessed that I've got it. You know what I'm saying? How about the people who have already put fences in, uh, Shane, and maybe they want to, you know, uh, bring new life to their fences? Do you guys take care of of spraying them or cleaning them or anything like that? Yes, sir. You want to? You know, there's a misconception about taking the algae out of the wood prior to sealing, resealing it or sealing it for the first time. If you bought a home and it's the fence is aged and you want to bring some life back to it, right? you don't want to pressure wash that fence. You want to take a bleach agent, and you can buy this at Home Depot or Lowe's or any of those um, chain stores, okay. and you can spray that on, and it will eat that algae out, and you can take a water hose with a sprayer, mm-hmm. you know, nothing high-powered, and spray it off, and it'll let that algae eat off let it dry, give it a day or two to dry, and you can go in there and, and seal it. So if you pressure wash it, it blows the pulp of the wood out, and it just really ages your wood even more at that point than it would if you just use that, take the algae out of the wood and then put the treatment on it. Okay. But we do not do that particular um, line of business, but we have great people that are with us that we pass on that will – take care of them after the sale, um, give them warranties and things of that nature when they do decide to to treat their fence. Yeah, I'm going to be doing some work on my fence here in a few weeks. I have a gate. I mean, I've had mine now for, I guess it's been 10 years, and the main gate is starting to fall apart. Yes, sir. The, the, the screws are pulling out. So my son-in-law and I are going to take it apart, go buy the 2 by 4s and what are necessary, and we'll put it all back together again. But I'll get in touch with you because I need sure. somebody to come over and clean my fence and, and get ready to, to reseal it now. Yes, sir. And make it look good again. I want it to look good again. Absolutely. And that's every, about every three to five years, depending on your um, the caliber of stain that you use or the seal that you use. Okay. Um, and, of course, the darker you go, the more UV it pulls. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you, uh, that you take advantage of what – you want as far as color or aesthetics you know but then it will fade faster the darker it is okay so which is more prevalent people who buy a house want a fence or people who already have a house want a fence or is it 50 50 new construction is really big right now so okay. i would have to say it would be homeowners that are purchase is purchasing a home and you know there's a lot of country setting Houses where they're acre lots, acre and a half lots. Some of them are three acres out in the Saline County market. So right. they don't necessarily fence the entire. Some do, but most of them just fence in. I've a, got about a quarter of an acre fenced in the back of my house. I got three quarters of an acre in front of my house. Yes, sir. I would never. <laughs> if I tell you, it was expensive. And, yes, sir. Uh, you know, just a quarter of an acre. When we come back, we're going to talk further with Shane about uh, Fence Master. Uh, if you're looking to have a fence put in, uh, here's the best thing I can tell you. Get somebody who knows what they're doing, but secondly, somebody who is guided by principle. And uh, if you listen to our interview uh, with Shane, you can hear that he is a man who's guided by principle, godly principles, uh, which will tell you you're going to get a, you'll get a good shake and, and not be treated wrong. Absolutely. What's the number, Shane, for people to get a hold of you? They can reach us at 
3700 all right we'll come i'll give that to you again before is it fencemasters.com uh fencemastersar.com all right fencemastersar.com more here on the dave ellswick show shane rogers our special guest fence masters is what we're talking about we'll be back in a moment all right back with you my guest is shane rogers he's with fence masters but he's the owner so you want to ask him a question about fencing, 823-0965. I'll let you call in and talk to him. Their phone number is 501-847-3700. It's 501-847-3700, and it's fencemasterar.com. That's how you get a hold of them. And uh, what's the first thing? If somebody wants to put a wood fence in their backyard, what's the first thing they need to think about? need to when you want to look at putting up a fence you first want to look at your terrain um you know most of the fencing is constructed in a uh segregated way so you can give and take on your ebbs and flows but a chain link fence is a little more a little less forgiving in a drastic grade change um only because it's designed it, it can go either way but it's more designed for a level semi-unlevel area wood you can pretty much do whatever you want because you can make it flow with the ebbs and flows but as you're going to look at your fence you want to make sure first what your ground is like if you have a real wet that holds water a lot you'll want to look at maybe going with a steel post versus wood post because if you've got a lot of moisture that holds in the ground those posts are going to want to pull that moisture through the hot times of the year so you there's some areas that you want to look at and as as somebody comes out and bids they're going to naturally your fence guy should naturally see those things and integrate you towards giving you options towards hey you might want to think about this give you a price this way for the original way but also i want to give you a price if you would like to we could do it this way as well yeah the way they, they did mine and i live out in cabot where it is like where i live at it's all clay okay so it holds water but then it dries out like concrete uh what they did is they put steel poles in and then they encased them in wood so and they look great it looks it looks really really good what kind of wood should you be looking at pine is a generic yeah yes sir um, you know, there's two treatment facilities here in the state of Arkansas that generally treat uh, most of the wood okay. inside the state. So you're whether you're getting it from a department or from a, a chain store or others, generally it's going to flow in from the same unit uh, or from the same treatment company. One of those two. Your framework is going to be the run of the mill. Where we do is we we step outside the box and our pickets is what set us apart. Okay, um, a picket is what? Uh, that is the your slats. actual pine picket. Yeah, your slats on your fence. That, okay. That you'll see what I call the decorative side of your fence. You know, as you drive by a home, the aesthetic side of that is what you'll see on your pickets. And those are the ones that really can set you apart because your four befores, two befores, and your other components to a fence are all going to be generally run-of-the-mill. Everybody around you has it. But we go outside the state to encompass our P 
pickets just because that's the only thing that we could set ourselves apart from our competition, and we've had great success with our pickets with the extreme humidity of, of the state of Arkansas. Everybody knows July and August. I mean, it, the sun just blisters oh, yeah. everything it touches. Dries everything out, too. Yes, sir, and it, that's one of the things that we have been able to bring to the table is have that advantage on our pickets to where they hold up throughout the, the test of time. And back to that staining point, it's always great to protect your investment because every fence is different in every area. It's going to have different times in the sun. You're going to definitely want to protect that investment down the line and stain it um, okay. as the as the knots open up. And that's, you know, some people will say you can do it in three weeks. Some say two months. But it all depends on what the temperature is. Like right now, if you were to put a fence in next week, I would say you'd want to wait until March uh, to April of next year as the as it starts heating up and stain it then. That gives it time for the knots to open up and, and receive the stain. That's the first time I've ever heard anyone say the knots open up. What do you mean by that? The knots are the tightest part of the, of, of the picket. Okay. So, you know, you've got all of them are a rough song, um, so they're real, they're, they're real porous. But your knots are going to be the hardest part of that picket. And as those knots open up, they will receive that picket. If not, and you stain it, you'll notice that they will they will have a bleeding. It will start almost like a sap that's trying to push that, huh. push that moisture out of the wood after it's got the seal on it. So you want to let it dry really good before you put anything on it then? Yes, sir. And it will turn like a, like a lightish color. And you know you don't have kind of gray. Yeah, you but it won't turn gray. But before it starts graying out, you can treat it. And I mean, even after it's gray, if you go in and treat one, pressure treat it, you're not going to hurt it. It's just not going to give you the color on the color swatch that you're looking for. You know, if you go into Sherwin Williams or Lowe's or Home Depot and look at color swatches of stains, if it's grayed out, it's not going to give you that same tone with the algae in the picket all right so i need to have you back on here in the future talk further about this what you're telling me right yes sir because we just scratched the surface yes sir all right it's uh fence masters their phone number 501-847-3700 501-847-3700 or fencemasterar.com free estimates yes sir all right keep that in mind not everybody does free estimates i'm telling you they'll charge you just to come out and give you an estimate yes sir and then you turn them down and you're out that money yes sir don't want to be that so give shane a call let him come out and see what he can do for you and before you do it make sure you ask shane to come out and see if he can give you a better deal than the person that you've already talked to 501-847-3700 and don't forget fencemasterar.com shane thanks a lot Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Half hour goes quick, huh? Yes, sir. (laughs) You're going to walk me through? I said, don't worry. You're not going to have any problems, Shane. This is going to go real good. Just talk to me. All right. Coming up, we've got Shane and we've got Mark coming in. We're going to talk about Star Wars 9 and a lot of other things as we continue to finish up a Friday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show.
Seven minutes uh, after four o'clock, last two hours of a Friday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show beginning now. And we haven't done much uh, in the realm of movies or comics or anything here recently. And because uh, Tim Lim, it's like, I never know when the guy's going to be in Arkansas when he's not. I wrote to him the other day. I said, when are you going to be back? He says, I'm just, I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he spends most of his time in Texas these yeah. days. Yeah. Well, his wife is down there. His and I understand there, and, that. And so is his uh, comic fulfillment company is there. So oh, I didn't know a, that. Yeah, Johnny Wong and Iconic Comics are in Texas. And so is also one of his co-artists, uh, Matt Weldon, there in Texas. His letterer, Bill Williams, is in Texas. So he spends a lot of his well, time in Texas. there's coming a time where Tim is going to move to Texas. You know, I I hope not because then I'm going to have to drive there all the time and then yeah, I need to work with them. Absolutely, <laughs> you say, and, and you know he's such a great guy. I I love Tim Lim. I love you, man. I like having oh, you on. Thanks. It's been great uh, getting to know you, and more and more that you're on the show, we got better and better relationship and chemistry on the air, and it's been really good. Got to ask. Last night was the first time I've been out to the movies, as you may know. Mm-hmm. I've been sick. And I was in the hospital for a week, and I just got out of the hospital about three weeks ago, and I'm getting better now. I lost part of my foot in the process of doing oh, that. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh. It was, it's, it's, been, it's been a struggle for the last few weeks. But uh, last night was the first time I've been able to go see a movie in about seven weeks. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going you know, cabin fever theater fever i guess is what it is disney plus isn't doing it no it's not (laughs) but i've been watching disney Mm -hmm. plus i just sat and watched mandalorian again today the first episode i've watched the first episode three times i'm so i i'm really taken so the first three episodes of that show i feel like you can watch all of them back to back and it feels like a movie Uh it's a complete narrative in and of itself that's what i heard the bit described as a movie basically when you watch the show yeah so i mean what's great about uh are we getting off topic? You went to the movies. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> here's the movie I went and saw. Yeah. Last night, I I got to see Midway. Oh. I've been wanting to see it, and I wanted to see it on the big screen, and I had just kind of given up that I was going to be able to see it on the big screen. It would be out of the, the movie theaters. It is not. It is still here. It's mm-hmm. here for this weekend again. In fact, if you want to see it here in Little Rock, you see it over at Riverdale 10. They're showing it over there. Uh-huh. But they're showing it in Cabot as well. If you are... You know, a person who loves uh, remembering the greatness of America during World War II. Mm-hmm. It's a movie to see. And what I really like it better than the original Midway, which had Charlton Heston, Henry Fonda, and all those people in it. All the people that they zero in on are not any kind of fictional characters. They are all historical characters, and they're true to their historical characters. Well, now, is it accurate in a way that, like, Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor was accurate? No. Like, how much do they embellish oh, on no. these people? No? Yeah, this is really well done. I mm. I mean, Roland Emmerich, you know, he's not— <laughs> Roland he, Emmerich ups, has ups and downs. Yeah, so he's not going to make his money back. There's no yeah. doubt. I mean, it's done well at the box office. But I think—look this up for me, would you, uh, Zach? I think he spent over $100 million on it. Well, it's not the most expensive blockbuster, but, but he still, put some money into yeah, it. I don't know. Do 
do historical war movies pull in the audiences? I mean, I know Dunkirk did really well, and well, that was that was a question about yeah. you know, Midway, and guess what? The first week it opened, there was the number one motion picture yeah. in the theaters. Yeah, what do you got for me? Okay, the budget was one hundred million. That's what I said. Okay, yeah. how much does it make? One hundred and eighteen mil. Oh, it has yes. now. It yeah. passed a hundred mil, but it's got to make double. Yeah, to to ba- cover the marketing expenses. I'm, yeah. I'm not thinking it's going to open the big numbers in Japan. <laughs> Just my guess. No, probably not. <laughs> they have their own point of view on how World War Two yeah. went down. Yeah, yeah. Well, no matter what their point of view was, they lost. <laughs> That's and why we got bases over there. <laughs> yeah, it's the same way. Uh, well, who was I reading about the other day? Was was over in Germany, and some of the the kind of the the supremacists over there had a had a, a restaurant, and they were they would only let uh, true Germans come in and eat. Really, that's almost out of character for Germans. Yeah, well, anyway, they tend that's to be what, very self happen. So anyway, <laughs> the the person uh, says, "Come on, man, let me in." Goes, no, 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 you can't come in. He says, look, I'll pay whatever it is and to get in or to, for the meal, and then I'll add $100 on top of it. Okay. And they, they let him in, and, and they said, why did you do that? And he says, I wanted to see what it was like to own a restaurant after losing a war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can always hold that over their heads, can't we? Got to like that. But anyway, yeah, that, that's uh, – it, it it's really well done. I mean, the dive bombing pilot that they zero in on uh, is 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 the guy that hit two aircraft carriers with his bombs. Wow! And he is only one of two pilots ever to be able to do that. Wow! You know, he was like a real kind of gung ho wild man behind uh, the props, but the bottom line was that. They 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 put the wrong kind of they put something in his oxygen that shouldn't have been there and it screwed up his lungs he could never fly again after midway and uh, I I I got on the internet last night and I looked him up uh, was it Dick Best was his name and he had the distinguished flying cross and some other things uh, for the Battle of Midway but uh, he went on to work for the Rand Corporation and everything, had a fulfilled life, died, I think it said, in uh, 2010. Oh, wow. Well, that's good to hear, so that whatever happened with his lungs and his oxygen didn't shorten his lifespan. No, no. They, it said on uh, on the web, it said that he died of tuberculosis. He did not have tuberculosis. This, mm. this stuff attacked his lungs. But they they had a, they really cast it, the movie well. Woody Harrelson, I was amazed. He well, played Chester Nimitz. Was so when I think of Roland Emmerich movies, I don't. Are we still talking Midway? Um, yeah. yeah, I missed about two minutes coming yeah, you up. Yeah, see uh, the movie. yeah. It's so, awesome. Well, I love the old one. No, you no, you will. Well, like yeah, I know one. you guys are talking about casting, but was it was it the old Midway where the guy wanted to marry the Japanese girl and his yes. dad was trying to help him? Yes, and yes, that was Charlton yes, Heston. Yeah. Okay, yeah, not, I watched that not that long ago. Yeah, and his and his yeah. and Charlton Heston and his son and him had some disagreements and all that. Yeah, right. yeah, well, there's none of that crap <laughs> right in this movie. They didn't have to put the human story. Yeah. In well, it. yeah, they did. Well, they, they did, but they didn't have to invent. Yes, a, they didn't invent people. My, so it's my, not a new adaptation of the old movie. It's no. just a, a, a new perspective on the battle. This of is a straight on telling the midway. My favorite part. Of the original was that the sixties, yeah, 
She was in Peter Fonda, uh, big yeah. name, lo- big name. Since around, name remember that? Movies. It was in Since Around. Do you remember Since? Remember Since Around? Uh, yeah, just like they uh, had the big uh, bass speakers up front, mm-hmm. so when the bombs fell, it shook the whole theater. It was the it was T it was yeah. the proto THX. But yeah. the the thing I loved about the original Midway movie, and I hope it's in the new one, was all the cat and mouse between the American and Japanese naval commanders. Oh yeah, and. How That's serious there. it was for the Japanese Navy. Like, if America lost... Well, they lost, screwed up. Yeah, they, well, they screwed <laughs> up. But if America lost, it was like, well, it's, we lost. But the Japanese lost. They lost everything. Yeah, they that lost was the war honor. Yeah. They lost everything. Yeah. And I, I... They failed their... Right. They failed their god. Right, their mm-hmm. emperor. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you're talking about Woody Harrelson uh, well, yeah. so casting. My, my question for you, because uh, I haven't seen the movie, is when I think of Roland Emmerich movies, I don't necessarily think of class... I think of like Godzilla and Independence Day no. and uh, White House Down, ones where he's very goofy and over the top. Nah. And is this, so is this one, a classy movie? Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> what, what I think that Roland Emmerich really wanted to do is pay homage to World War II veterans. Okay. Which and is he, legit. And he did. And he did. I mean, you watch that movie and you can't walk away from it without saying, damn. Those dudes yeah. mm-hmm. had cojones the size they, they of really bowling were. balls. <laughs> they really were the great. I mean, they were regular people, but they were the greatest generation. They had to rise I'm just telling you, to a challenge. At the beginning of World War II, and that's where the Battle of Midway took place, it was just a month after, after Pearl Harbor. The bottom line was we were flying antiquated mm-hmm. planes that were pieces of crap. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to the Japanese, well, yeah, because we hadn't cra- we hadn't started up our industrial capacity, no, absolutely yet, not. Stuff out, and our, they had just taken out were, half our stuff. Ships were decrepit, yeah. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to. If you should know the history of this, so I'm not going to worry about spoilers. <laughs> but uh, you know, we took out all four of their aircraft mm-hmm. carriers at the Battle of Midway. It was big. Stopped them. Yeah. Now in the original Midway movie, so much of it came down to the patrol planes and how much fuel they had because there was one in the original midway there was one group of guys that went longer than they were supposed Mm -hmm. to and they're the ones who spotted oh here they come so i don't know if that was fictional or if that's really how it happened the akagi but it came so much down to these these spy planes these patrol planes these guys are up there literally with their cockpits open Leaning out with binoculars, at, yeah, looking down, <laughs> looking, and, and it was like it's when not like today, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. No GPS, then. yeah, yeah. But, it's 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 a great movie. Go yeah. see it. I like it's, to see it. I love the movies like that, and I still think that Dunkirk is one of the most amazing movies of the past. Amazing, decade. it is a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, there's one coming out. We were talking about it today in the first uh, hour and a half of Matt. 1917 is coming out in January. We don't have enough good mm-hmm. World, That's World, World War I World movies. War I. Yeah, well, people don't realize how brutal well, World War I I'll, I'll tell you was. what I want to oh, see man. in a World War I movie. Not that trench warfare wasn't like a main part of the warfare, mm-hmm. but everybody thinks of World War One as just trench warfare. I would like to see a bigger. Not me, I think about Wonder Woman. I, yeah, well, that was the best scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, where she went into no man's land. <laughs> That's what I think of. Uh, but you understand what I'm saying? Wait, like, wait, you are you telling me? Those are you early, telling uh, me she wasn't a historical figure? <laughs> you know, well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was, Dave. <laughs> well, you want to see those early like biplanes where they're actually picking up yeah. the bombs and throwing them yeah. outside like, by hand? They did. Well, I mean, they what? dropped them out of the <laughs> like, cockpit. I get that trench warfare was awful because they were literally fighting to gain inches. 
Yeah. Right. I, I and I, I get the no man's land in between, but that couldn't have been all there was to World War One. I. I mean, like no, what else was going on? The machine gun. Yeah. Yeah. That was And that was the, the first the, war really where planes made a difference, it was right? Really the the war where the machine I mean, you had the Gatling gun, all right. Yeah. We remember that, but the machine gun as we know it today really made, had its debut in World War One. Now, when, was it a real machine gun, or was it where you No, 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 no cranking. No I'm cranking? talking real okay. machine guns, and they started getting crossfires on that. That's where that whole name, Killing Field, comes from. Yeah, but mm. also, like, mustard gas and chemical warfare. That's right, you chlorine know, before, gas. Yeah, before all that stuff was basically outlawed, you know, that you they can't used do that. They used it. Well, it's and that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. everybody thinks of World War One as trench warfare, the gas masks, yeah. the no-man's land, was there more like traditional kind of battles happening, or was it all just that? You know, it was basically trench war. Okay, because that stuff is horrible. Yeah, I mean, I can't yeah it is. You live in a trench, and then they blow the bugle, and everybody goes up and over the side. Yeah, not a not my idea of fighting. Well, one of the best moments in humanity, though, happened in World War One, where when they played soccer on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I love that story. You know that they, they they were singing Christmas carols. The next thing you know, they're out playing soccer. And then they say they're killing each and other. And they say they're killing each other. Yeah, but that's such a human moment where they just stop for a moment and played soccer. Well, there's this great movie. It's um it's one of Disney's educational films they put out during World War II to educate the, uh, the oh, population. Oh, on how to about shoot. Um, oh. No, this one was a, a full-length film. It's called Victory Through Air Power. Yes, okay. And it tried fantastic. Yeah, because they have to. It's very. It's of its era, obviously, but the you you have to realize that. The American population didn't know why we needed an Air Force and mm-hmm. had to be educated as to why an Air Force was important. And that's, that movie ex- breaks it down and explains to it. One of the things they explain is they talk about World War One, and they talk about the trenches. And they say that after World War One concluded, you know, all the different armies in Europe built this huge network of trenches, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, just in case for next time. But then the airplane happened, and now we don't need those trenches anymore because now we have planes that can fly over them and, and drop bombs yeah, on each bombs, other. Yeah. So, like, all those things, all those trenches are now just, you know, gathering dust and growing mold. And that's all in that movie, Victory Through Air Power, uh, which is, I guess, is kind of um, a rare movie. I, the only way to get it I is it animated? Or is um, it? So it has an animated segment at the beginning that's kind of humorous, but then it leans into basically being like a PowerPoint presentation mm-hmm. where a host explains now, to you how airplanes smooth, work. Is it straight up, like another country would say, well, that's just American propaganda. Or, um, I mean, parts like, of it are right? American propaganda, but it came yeah. out during World War II. You right. know, they were the enemy. Right. Um, but it basically it's, it's, it tells you how planes work, how they're made, wh- why we need to do scrap metal drives, You know, why you need to donate this stuff. Why you have to ration your fuel, et cetera, et cetera. You know, all the people who are in America who are griping on the home front about right. having to do all this stuff and having to turn the lights out right. at certain times. You know, this movie was trying to explain to them in you know, simple why. terms, this right. is why you're doing it and this is why we need it. And it's a very fascinating and I movie. Liked, I, loved, I love that because that's the closest you're going to get to real-time travel. Like, that's yeah. why I love period movies that were made in the period. Oh, yeah. Because it's the closest thing you're going to get to time travel, especially low-budget <laughs> I read somebody, uh, they were talking about Romero movies, yeah. and it was Season of the Witch. Mm. And one of the, after I watched it, I went and read some commentary and reviews on it, and they were talking about how movies like that are very important from a historical perspective, because he didn't have a big budget, mm-hmm. so some of those houses were as is, right? <laughs> so it's this amazing time well, capsule. Well, the guerrilla filmmaking era, right. you know, it's, which is which It's is an amazing really time amazing. capsule. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I went, so just speaking of like war movies, like I... 
They declassified a few years ago the entire um, Warner Brothers private snafu animated uh, film library, which were these um, educational cartoons that the Looney Tunes people made, but they made them... They're amazing. They're they're hilarious, but they made them just for the military. They weren't for the general public, so they're full of, like, risque humor and swearing and stuff. It's pretty amazing. Um, But they were all classified because they were made for the U.S. government, Uh, but they were declassified a few years ago, and they're in the public domain now, so you can actually go online and find them Now, is this the one that has where it's teaching the guy how to tell gun? It's they the actually get into the math gun. of it. Yeah. They're like, when he comes in, mm-hmm. you're going to want to shoot. But you, and they're showing like all the and calculus it, it, and, and that's everything. why they're so amazing, because yeah. they have all the Looney Tunes zany humor, but then they'll cut away, it's, they'll segue into explaining, you know, the, the, the simplicity or the, the complexities of it, like the math, like... Like, there's an episode of it that's all about field manuals and why you need a field manual. And it's funny. And you wouldn't think something like that right. is funny. But it's the Looney Tunes, guys. It's Chuck Jones. Well, they're and, making and it. They, <laughs> I mean, it's the judicial thing. If you make education entertaining, yeah. people are more likely to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. So it's a very smart move if you well, think was, about it. Yeah, I mean, I was um, yeah. watching the commentary on it because there was a Blu-ray that came out. And they said that the reason they got the Warner Brothers guys to make those private snafu cartoons is that because a lot of the people who were drafted into World War II um, – were uneducated. They hadn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't have high, high school diplomas back mm-hmm. then. A lot of them didn't, and a lot of them um, weren't as literate as each other. So they made these cartoons to explain to those people, you know, uh, why you needed to do these things. Whereas, you know, just giving them the field manual to read, a lot of them couldn't read it. But explaining it through cartoons actually uh, made it a lot easier for a lot of those um, draftees to grasp. Well, I tell you that uh, there's a part of Midway in a. If you're a little bit of a cinephile, you'll recognize what they're portraying, that uh, Roland Emmerich had it. They have the scene in it where John Ford, because, you know, he was there doing a doing a film when the Japanese attacked. And he's that. got his cameraman there, and they're shooting, and these Japanese planes come in, the Zeros come flying in, and there's several hundred of them taking, coming in on Midway. And it shows them shooting, and and uh, Ford gets shot in the in the shoulder, and he's on the ground, and the cameraman's saying, "Oh my God, are you all right?" He says, "Don't keep film the shot." Keep yeah, filming. Keep filming. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Shane's here, and Mark's here, and we're going to talk about a whole lot of different things. One of the big things we'll talk about is Star Wars Nine, Episode Nine, which is coming out. Is it next week or week after? Two weeks, I think. Two 20th? weeks. Sorry, the two weeks, the twentieth. That's right. <laughs> you know, but that's the question. Yeah. You know, and we're going to talk about that when we return on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along with us again. I can't. I'm highly recommending that you go see Midway. It's been out for a while, uh, but uh, it's still in the theaters because it still has an audience. So. If you're like me and you're a World War II buff, uh, if you're like me and you like stories uh, that are stories about American history and, uh, you know, it's not jingoistic, I don't believe. It just it tells the story of Midway. If we had lost that battle, the Japanese in, intended to make it a, a port and a jumping off place to go after Pearl Harbor again. It, it was an important And then strategy. from then no. to, the, to the West Coast. Well, it was I mean, a good was refueling real. spot. It was a good place to put planes. Mm-hmm. It was just this little island out in the middle of... I've been there. No, have you really? It's a, it's in the middle of nowhere. Was that when you were in the Air Force? Yeah, or? yeah. when I was going to Guam, we'd stop there. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, midway. Yeah. It's in the <laughs> middle. Mid, yeah. It's the midway nowhere. between the United States yeah. and 
Our first, uh, oh, where so the sun rises. That's why they call it that. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, that's. Uh, I just don't think that the Pacific has been as well it, it represented in movies as the European no, after, theaters. Um, after uh, Saving Private Ryan, I think everyone kind of got on that, uh, you know, the German-European front band, Again. bandwagon, which is very interesting, and, yes, and great is. movies came out of it. But yeah, the you know, they made, well, I guess Pearl Harbor kind of counts as the Japanese. That was not a really terrible a, It was a lousy film. It was, I heard uh, you talk Michael about Bay. it before I yeah. got here. I didn't that care was for it. Hold your thoughts. Fan fiction. <laughs> Look at, yeah, it yeah. was. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, 4.35, enough about war movies. Go see Midway. See uh, 1917 when it comes out. It's supposed to be really good. There's another war movie that's coming out that I saw, uh, a big one-sheet of it. Posted. Star Wars? No, no, it's not that guy. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, you know, stuff that really has happened historically. Uh, well, it was a long time ago. Uh, yeah. far, far away. Yeah, that's it. But, yeah, I, it, and I don't know what it is, but it looks kind of like 1917. It looks like World War One-ish. Uh, I kind of like the looks of it. Do you guys, are you guys been watching much on uh, Amazon or on Netflix? Uh-huh, quite a bit. What have you been watching? Uh, well, I have, to, I have to give a major shout-out to The Irishman on Netflix. I have that not seen it yet. amazing. Is it I, good? You know, I, I know it's a big deal for a lot of people. I kind of missed the hoopla. I just watched it recently. Well, how does uh, it stack up with Scorsese's other stuff? I So this is a... I'm about to make a bold statement. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's the best. <laughs> I actually think I might like it better than Goodfellas. Oh, but, that's a wow. order. But listen, Goodfellas has had the test of time for like, what, 20, 30 years mm-hmm. now. I've only seen it once. You know what I mean? And oh, like, you should I see it more than it once. Again. So Jeez. my, when my uh, criteria for knowing if a movie is as good or bad as I think... I have to catch it unexpectedly. You know what I'm saying? I'm just hanging out. Well, hey, the movie's on. And then I watch it, and then I'm just seeing it cold again, kind of, like 10 years down the road. Well, it's right? funny you should say that, because that's exactly what happened to me with Goodfellas over yeah. the Thanksgiving break. They played it on uh, TV while I was in a hotel room, and I hadn't seen it in, like, eight years. Right. And I Was, was it like, on oh, commercial TV? Uh, no, it wasn't commercial TV. It was one of the movie networks. It was funny, because I was, I, I was actually in, um, in Disney World at one of their hotels, and they're playing it uncut on, uh, on one of their movie channels. But I was like, oh, I haven't seen Goodfellas in, like, it's 10 years. And I just I stepped, and I didn't change the channel until the movie was done. It's a, Goodfellas is one of the best movies ever made. Oh, yeah. Okay. My uh, wife hates it. Really? I she love hates Goodfellas. Joe Pesci. Oh, well. Well, he's dead pretty early in the movie. I yeah, mean. but it carried, <laughs> his, during his, his time on, and the rest of them, too. Right. I mean, it's it, it, until uh, the guys from uh, South Park did their movie, it <laughs> held the record for the most F-bombs. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, well, this Irishman has a lot of F-bombs, but I don't think it's as... Gratuitous? It, me, it, I mean, it's gratuitous, <laughs> but... Here's the thing I like about The Irishman, okay? All the characters are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Pacino in a lot of screen time with De Niro. A lot. Uh, Pacino Pacino does such a good job as Jimmy Hoffa. For like 10 minutes, I'm like, who's playing Hoffa? I know this guy. I know this guy. I'm like, oh, that's Pacino. And I even knew he was in the movie. Let me tell you what. Yeah. I have a hard time watching De Niro now. Do you really? Oh, because of his jerk. views? Because of all of his, yeah. how whacked wow, out yeah, he's Yeah, he's wackadoodle. I, yeah. But I'll tell you, he he does a great job in this movie. And he plays a little bit more of a mook than he normally plays. Uh, 
he's he's just a regular muscle thug guy who rises up and eventually ends up just being, a made guy. He's, he's I don't even know if yeah he does get made, but he's basically Jimmy Hoffa's bodyguard. Oh okay, and 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 and, and so the book that this movie is based on is called I Hear You Paint Houses. And that was code for I Hear You Kill People. Oh, Because okay. when you shoot somebody, what goes on the wall? No, the blood. blood okay. right? So they so, paint the walls. Okay. So this guy gives a supposedly real-life account of all of the union stuff, Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, they were thugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. up to and including, finally, he's like, here's what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. Mm-hmm. So, Because uh, that's the big mystery. But mm-hmm. here's what's amazing about this movie that, in my opinion, may push it past Goodfellas. Because it it's really woven into uh, that time, like the Kennedys and uh, mm. like American history in a way that like Bay of Pigs, mm-hmm. like this guy claims he drove uh, like heavy weaponry for the mob to the CIA for the Bay of Pigs invasion because the mafia wanted Castro out so they could get back to their casinos. There, sure. Right. So. Uh, and it, it's interesting because, like, I'm, you know, everyone's like, John F. Kennedy. We love John F. Kennedy. In this movie, like, everybody, they're like, we hate the Kennedys, right? <laughs> we, we can't wait for them to get out. And there was, like, the Irish and Italian thing. And and then at the end, this guy who's basically just a killer and a thug, <coughs> he's starting to wrestle with moments of conscience. Mm-hmm. Or conscience. And, and, and so it, it's got a heart, and it kind of resonates on a level that Goodfellas doesn't. Yeah. But as far as as far as a pure entertaining mob movie, I mean, Goodfellas is pretty freaking hard to beat, you know. Yeah. Uh, but this movie's amazing. I thought it was great. And Pesci, I, I thought that his, his Pesci's character in The Irishman was more interesting. So than, it's at least better than Casino. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. Casino's not my favorite. I, I mean, watch it because it's Scorsese, but well, ooh, I like I like Casino. Casino as well. But it's not like Goodfellas. I don't. I haven't actually felt the urge to rewatch Casino like I did when I, I saw have, Goodfellas. I watch on it TV, more than any of the other. Do you I don't watch Mean Streets that often. Mm-hmm. I Goodfellas, eh, okay, but mm-hmm. I really like. I mean, Casino's like, See, like Shane Goodfellas, was talking about. Yeah. It's uh, Casino is kind of a bit more historical. It's about you know. Las Vegas, Las Vegas during his heyday before it got right. sanitized. You know, it has that great ending where he's like, uh, I, want, I look at Las Vegas now and it looks like Disney World. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and he's got the like, big glasses and he's just yeah. a counting money for the mob yeah. or whatever. Well, this goes into as well, like, from a historical perspective, you learn a lot about Jimmy Hoffa, right? Because a lot of people are like, oh, Jimmy Hoffa disappeared. It's a big kind of piece yeah. of American history, da da da. But he, this guy, he was a scumbag, but he was really fighting for the working man. Like, he really was. And and they loved him. And he had the Teamsters Union, the money that he had that he was sitting on top of was like a billion dollars. Or I mean, it was a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, well, the problem was is that he took the union, he took the Teamsters, yeah. who started off on good mm-hmm. things for the worker to milking the worker yeah. to build multi-million dollar places for them to hang out well, in. Well, this is so. what I was going to say. A lot of Vegas, as we know, most people know that Vegas was basically built by the mob. Well, yeah, and murder, most of murder the financing <laughs> came out of the Teamsters. They would take loans against the yeah. Teamsters' yeah. money. It was It's a fascinating movie, but I'll it's also it. very good. I want to watch it. There's yeah. another one that's getting ready. What is called the... the Aeronauts, is that what it's called that opens tonight? Is that on? I've uh, heard of it, but I don't know. It's going to be on, uh, what is it, Amazon? I'm not sure. I'd have to look. I'd have to look it up. I know what you're talking I'm about. I'm looking at Zach. Zach's yeah. 
Zach's my man here. He he does yep. all my checking for me on that. That's a movie. Is it a movie? Yes, yeah, a movie. Okay, and and which which uh, streaming service is it? Netflix or well, is it well, Amazon? It's, there's none. It's actually come, supposed to come out today. Today, on yeah, the, in the theater. In a, it's a theater. Now movie? it's not not here in Arkansas. Wow, I don't see the showtimes for it. The aeronauts. Is it going to be one of those where it's going to be in the theaters this weekend, and then this starting this week, it, they're going to they're going to stream it? Is it one of those? No, I don't see anything. Okay, it, I, I, it may I come late. The aeronauts on Fandango. I'll look it up here. It does open December sixth, so it looks like maybe it's a limited release kind of movie. Oops, I just had it. Hold it on, may come out a couple of weeks. No telling. I'm going back. Oh, these there. are the balloon guys. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm just I'm wondering about it. Yeah. Uh, br- br- hey, strong scientists. We checked this. Okay, Felicity <laughs> Jones and uh, Eddie Redmayne. Uh, what does it say here? It says that uh, they find themselves in an epic fight for survival while attempting to make discoveries in a gas balloon. <laughs> okay. So it's basically it's water 1862. World, it's 1862 <laughs> All right. is when this takes place. It's in theaters, but it's not. Yeah, I'm looking. It is an Amazon original. Yeah, but it, they made it in the that, theaters. But, huh? That's uh, interesting. Yeah, were, uh, but I think it's going to be one of those. We'll release it. In It'll theaters, be in theaters for a couple of weeks, it. and then it, it, it goes straight to Amazon. A lot of it is, to, is yeah. to increase the visibility. Yeah. I, I'll tell you a movie I want to see. What I haven't that I didn't go to the theater. I haven't been to the movies in the theater, and I can tell you, I didn't see. I didn't get to see Joker. I didn't. I haven't got no, to see I any got of that to see yet. The Joker yet. Uh, I didn't get to see so much, but this Ford versus Ferrari. I'm, I'm going really to see that see. Sunday. I love Le Mans. I'm not a racing guy, mm-hmm. but I love Le Mans. I love the. Uh, Oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting this guy's name. He was in Bull- Steve McQueen. Yeah, McQueen. I love the Le Mans movie. There's a documentary called Truth in 24. Uh, um, Le Mans fascinates me. And, you know what always yep. got me off uh, on Le Mans? What's that? Is, you know, Indianapolis, gentlemen, start your engines and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, in Le Mans, they run across the road and they jump in their cars and they <laughs> all they take <laughs> off and they fight for where they're going to well, be at. Well, it's a different kind of race. It's an endurance race. Well, yeah. You go 24 hours. Yeah. You know, and and it, it's fascinating, uh, the strategery, if you will. Uh, I watched a documentary. It's called Truth in 24. It's one of my favorite documentaries. And it all comes down. There's like a crew chief guy that is making all the decisions. And they end up winning only because he decided to uh, pull in and change tires because weather was coming in. And that's the only reason they won. So you they know? were able to stay on the road while it was something. Good. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like, you know, all of a year's preparation came down. One decision. That basically. one decision. Yeah, yeah it's fascinating. But in and, and Le Mans, I mean, you do want to pass people, and, but it's much more about a marathon kind of thing mm-hmm. than it is being the fastest or whatever. You know, yeah. I, I used to really like open-wheel racing, but I don't like it so much anymore because there's, like, only three teams that really compete. Mm-hmm. And then if you're the guy who usually – if you're in the first three spots, one of those three guys is going to win. Because that's just <laughs> – just it's, it's boring yeah. now. It's mm-hmm. totally boring. Well, but, Dave, Playmobil the movie is out. Oh, yeah. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> I, I was talking to Matt about that, and at all his theaters where they're showing is it. Is it sold out? It's five bucks. Yeah? Five bucks to see it. I guess it's a kid. Who said that? Yeah. That's all they did. Yeah. Everybody gets to see it for $5. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Matt mm-hmm. said it or the movie maker said it? Matt. 
Oh, cool. Now, his theaters where it's showing is $5 oh, so to get what is in it, the, the theater. Silver Screen and Cabin yeah. and the Riverdale and yep. Yep. all of that. So, you want to bring your kid to go, to go see it? Just five Absolutely. bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. That's pretty great. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, he said it's his Christmas gift to his moviegoers. That's oh, great. That's nice. Speaking of, and I know we got to get to a break, but speaking of Christmas gifts and Christmas movies and all that, I Justice, who's six now, for the first time, just watched Home Alone the other night. Oh, that's a great kid. Yo, movie. man, I, did he go nuts for? Like, I went nuts. Well, for of course, when I was the last kid. twenty yeah. or thirty minutes is like a big cartoon. Oh yeah, right. He loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a perfect kids movie. Did you oh, know yeah. that there was a French movie? Yeah, uh, and they sued Deadly Games or yeah, something, something like that. Like that. <laughs> it's yeah, a, it's, it's based, on Shutter now. Yeah, I'd like to see it. It's because on Shutter. It's supposedly. You can see the came out a year before that they literally ripped off ripped from off from yeah. them. Yeah. But the French movie is a serious horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a serial killer Santa mm-hmm. Claus yep. and this genius kid is protecting yep. his grandfather. Right, and it, it just showed up on Shutter, uh, and it's called uh, Telephone Code Santa Claus or something like yeah. that in French. But in American, it's they changed it to Deadly Games. And I want to, if we get some time today, I've really been watching Shudder for a couple of months now. Is it good? It, it's a good service for it's in its. Can it's you put cheap. It up? Can you put it on your TV? Yes, I mean if it, with an app. Yeah, you know? uh, Joe Bob Briggs has. Um, yeah, Joe Bob Briggs. Is it December thirteenth? Is when he's doing his, his, uh, his, his holiday. Yeah, he yep. his holiday his yep. Christmas marathon. It's if if you like suspense and or horror movies. I, I started watching it because I got, like, a free offer for, like, two months. And when my renewal came up, I was like, I'm happy to pay another 6 bucks." Is it $6? It's only 6 bucks, And it's all horror, basically. But right? Horror, suspense, revenge movies. Mm-hmm. It's classics, new stuff. I spit on your grave kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's man, it's... I would be shocked knowing both of you, the movies you like, if you didn't like show. <laughs> and they just did... A uh, six-episode creep show TV series. They did, which got great reviews. It was very good. Yeah, and very so good. Shudder also has old TV shows. I think they have, like, Tales from the Crypt and Tales from the Dark they Side. They have all kinds and, of stuff. And, yeah, so, yeah. It's Netflix for Love. horror lovers. Okay. Or Netflix suspense or revenge. And I wonder why that hadn't been done yet. It's, because it's there. There are so many people that are into horror movies. Yeah. It just makes sense that if they you try, go somewhere and watch all the movies. They tried making a cable network called Chiller, and I don't think it did very well. So I think it's was, an app now. Yeah, it's, it? an, it's an app now. The, the cable network just it came too late in like the evolution of cable. Like Cable was already on its way out when uh, when Chiller launched, so it didn't do very well. Well, streaming services but, are the new yeah. And now cable, streaming services so. is a new thing. And now you've got Shudder, which is you know an evolution of that. And it's, it's got so really much well. stuff on and, it. Yeah. You should try it out. You know, I'm going to get yeah. it tonight. It's got so much stuff on it because i'm ordered pizza and pizza yeah. and horror movies if you didn't find <laughs> if you only paid for a month and you didn't find a month's worth of stuff to watch i would be shocked <laughs> they've got classics they have essentials they have you name it uh, yeah. and it's it's good stuff okay you got disney yep you got disney um yeah disney plus yes okay so when we come back i'm gonna talk about disney plus is it worth it we'll talk about it here on the mm-hmm. dave ellswick show all right, eight minutes until five o'clock, and Shane and uh, Mark are going to be with me for the next hour as well. We got a few about seven minutes here left, so we can talk about this. Disney Plus, I've got it. Mark, you have it. Yeah. you have it. Uh, Shane, I do. Uh, Zach, do you have uh, Disney Plus? You do. All right, so all four of us have it. <laughs> uh, do you like it? I yeah, I have it for the trial period. I don't know if I'll keep it that much longer, but yeah. 
I mean, it's well, all that the, doesn't sound like you're sold on it. Yet. Well, I got it for the Mandalorian. You know, okay. and once Mandalorian's over, you know, well, you yeah. don't know what they're going to come next with. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But um, I haven't uh, really watched much else on it. I know what else is on it. Pretty much every Disney movie ever made, except yeah. the racist stuff. <laughs> but um, I haven't watched. Uh, I haven't really delved into it to watch a whole lot. I don't really want to watch the Shaggy Da or the Cat from Outer Space. You know? Yeah, I love that stuff. Uh, it's yeah. not really. For I love me. that old. Those old cheesy and movies. Dean Jones. <laughs> Isn't that who he was? In, I think so. He was in uh, you know Herbie Herbie movies and He's all. In a yeah. lot of, he was like a Disney staple actor. And so like that Kurt Russell movies. Kurt Russell, yeah. Computer, the computer War Tennis. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I like some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I did not yeah. like as a kid. I did not like any of the live action Disney movies, like the animated stuff. And I already actually own. All you didn't the, like Swiss Family Robinson? No, I didn't care for that one. I didn't watch uh, Treasure it's Island. Got twenty thousand leagues. Twenty thousand leagues. I know that stuff just didn't do it yeah. for me. I like the, the one with Kurt Douglas, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a good movie. Ah, uh, yeah, no, no, not saying it's not a good movie. It's just as a kid, it didn't really do it, just it for me. Didn't grab you. Yeah, that movie like got a lot of play, like on weekend matinees on on whatever, like you know, the two o'clock show on yeah, yeah. that ABC or whatever. And not always be flipping it. It'd be that scene where the squids attack. Yeah, grabbing. Yeah, it's got a hold like, of uh, uh, Kurt Douglas. Yeah, no, I had, say that again. <laughs> the squid that's got a hold of Kurt Douglas. Yeah, yeah. yeah now, we had a so yeah. back in the days, of, you know, cable in the early '90s. We had the Disney Channel when it was an ultra premium channel. You had to pay extra for. Uh-huh. And so, but it was the early Disney Channel when it was just their old vault stuff. So it like it was just like the Apple Dumpling Gang and, and stuff like all those like old old movies right. all day long. See, I love that stuff. Don Knox, come yeah. on. I know, Don. I grew up on that show. <laughs> I remember, oh, I remember Tim being Conway. at the theater, and we got taken to the theater to see the Apple Duck yeah. Gang. So that's just a different frame yeah. of reference for me. Uh, so here's my take on Disney Plus, and I, and I have to give a caveat that I was going to because they had a bundle where it was Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Yes, for what like thirteen dollars a month. Yeah, I was like, I, that's pretty good. Uh, so I was going to go for that, and then Verizon, who I have an account with for my mm-hmm. phones, they said, emailed, they texted me. And we'll give it to you. Well, no, they texted me and said, because of your account, you get a year free of Disney Plus. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, so, as well. yeah, but <laughs> but I have, a, I have to understand, there's stuff on there I want to watch. There's National Geographic that I didn't even know was on yeah, there. Good stuff. There's all the animal shows and all the Disney stuff and the Star Wars and this and that. Shades all the Marvel and the animals. <laughs> but what would, I mean, I would probably be sold. Would you say? <laughs> that zipped right past. Yeah, you. I, didn't, I, heard I just said that you were into well, animals. I'm way, way, <laughs> way into animals. Well, are those but, Disney True Life Adventures on there? Like, but that I don't know. Yeah. I've kind of flipped around. I've watched The Mandalorian, which is amazing. Uh, it's universally... The only complaint I've heard about The Mandalorian is somebody was like, is he never going to take his helmet off? Or are they just trying to get us to where they could do CG characters and actors? And I don't know where that came from. Uh, but. but let's save The Mandalorian for the next hour. That's an hour long Yeah, that's a great... But let, hey, here's let me, what I'll say. Let me ask this yeah. question. Yeah. Is John Favreau not one of the best as far as grabbing yeah. the essence 
of Favreau is a fan it. of everything that he does. Like right, when he did well, look the, at Iron Man. Exactly. When he did the Iron Man movie, that, that movie is filled with everything you would want from an Iron Man movie. It has his origin done accurately. It has mm-hmm. his, and it, his ringtone on his phone is the 1960s Iron Man cartoon theme song. Right. He's, a, he's a true Iron, You know, I am Iron Man at the end. Like, he went full throttle as a fan. And The Mandalorian is like that for Star Wars. He went in as a Star Wars fan to make a Star Wars TV show, and it shows. And it's it, Star it Wars. That's it is what's Star cool. Wars. It's it, like the yeah. original well, Star Wars. Well, it's a space Wars. western. You know, yeah, uh, Star really Wars is, is. is two things. One, it's it started, it's space opera, but it started as an homage or whatever you want to call it to the old movie serials. Yeah, Bomb's mm-hmm. Best right. Crab and things of that right. nature. Uh, and, and it's also, uh, if it's in the Outer Rim, a, a huge part of Star Wars is a space western. Well, it's a western, right? so it's so, a western yeah. slash samurai. But the fact is that samurai movies are just Japanese westerns, and westerns are just American samurai movies. Right? They, they adapt so, yeah. really well. To so this has other. that lone wolf and club and cub aspect. It totally, to it. And, but then I, it I'm also totally has like straight up man with no name scenes and homages it, to it. It, does. So it is very much both. Yeah. And, and there's a little bit, just a little bit. The third episode of the first arc, mm-hmm. there's just a little bit of John Wick. Just, yeah, just a, a smidge. Just uh, yeah, a little no, dash that, that of John Wick. That scene with the Stormtroopers, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it, that scene where, like, the entire guild is like, uh, where do you think you're going? So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we can we can save the Mandalorian. I'll just, if you're asking That's for my take on. That's coming back next hour. If you're, if you're, if you're talking about Disney Plus. It's I've got worth a, it. I've got a six-year-old in the house. So even without of all the other stuff. It's going to happen in my house, right? So, okay, Zach, yeah. you can you get to weigh in thirty seconds. I've only seen the Lion Guard. That's all. I haven't watched anything else because I'm huh. watching all these different shows. So, how do you feel else. about it, though? You said what? How do you feel about Disney Plus? I don't have an opinion on it because I haven't really watched anything on it. You're just blowing your money. Okay, I'll get to it. You must make more money than I do. I'm going to have to check how much money <laughs> I take earn. my time. All right. we got more coming your way. Stick around with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Discussion, and I, I want to pursue it before we talk about uh, Mandalorian and, and Star uh, Star Wars Nine, and that is movies that were made like in the '30s, and people watch them today and judge them by the the standards the of the mores today. by of today's today. standards, and then say you can't show that. Well, of course you can. Right? Absolutely, you should. Right. Part I of get being tired of it. Part of having a mature outlook on life, the cancel culture, is to see exactly. things through the lens of when they were made. Well, just part of being a, a, an adult and having an adult mind frame is understanding context. Right. That's that. Yeah. That puts it better than what I was trying to say. Yeah. Right. I mean, 
both of you were right. We were talking during the break. You take Disney Plus, and you cannot. Now, I have a bootleg copy of this movie. I do, too. Song of the South. Song of the South. It's a great movie. Br'er Rabbit. It is a great movie by Uncle Raymond. It's probably one of my favorite Disney's growing up. It's got an Academy Award winning song in it, Zippity Doodah. And uh, it's a great movie. It's a very good movie. And you were making a point of it, Mark. Go ahead. People only know it by its reputation because it's been suppressed so long most general audiences have not seen the film they only know what people tell them is in the film and, and the film itself is the theme of the film is about racial unity now you can say that it has stereotypes in it or this and that but the overall message of the film is that black or white you can still be friends um it's the theme of the of the movie is not racism no um that that's not uh, what it's setting out to do but it's it's renowned, you know, popularly known as being a racist movie. Even though these by people who haven't seen it, they just know what people have told them the movie's about and gone on, you know, faith that you know well, they're accurate. But it's they not. literally, I remember being in elementary school, and as one of our activities, they took everybody to the cafeteria and the whole the whole elementary Watch school whole watched movie. it on a big mo- on a TV screen. And it's it's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. It was just another Disney movie back then. Uh, but yeah, but to Mark's point. You know, there's the cancel culture, there's the virtue signaling, there's the, you know, frothing internet rage. Triggering. Yeah, the triggered. Most of it is based on a very, very, very shallow understanding of of things. Well, if they just put the movie out, they just put it on Disney Plus with maybe even a message at the beginning saying, like, in the context of when this movie was made, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like they do with Dumbo. No, like they do with Dumbo. They have to have a a little plaque at the beginning of the movie saying, like, hey, the crows may not be very sensitive by today's standards, but et cetera, et cetera. Just do that with, with Song of the South. Put it on there. Let people see and judge for themselves. Right. If someone if someone you know rallies a hate mob saying take it down that's cancel culture that's them trying to suppress the movie and we should never suppress art even if we don't like or agree with the message in it. Well, I mean, it, it, what I would prefer if you must put a uh, a you're protected against trigger version yeah. and put the full you will get triggered version and you know it just mm-hmm. let them both. That that's why I think you know people are like I believe in the. Uh, the court of ideas that I, I can't remember uh, the expression, but I, I'm like, don't censor anything. Let it all mix. And, and like you said, let people make their Go decisions. Go see what you like yeah. and mm-hmm. leave alone what you don't. For instance, right. I I would love to, to show uh, people who know me know that I like black exploitation films. And mm-hmm. it was a huge period. It was a genre. For blacks. Yeah. At that time, they were underrepresented in movies, and they decided to do it themselves. And so you have yeah. like, um, was it Melvin Peoples? Is that his name? That did sweet, uh, sweet, sweetback. That was a really good. What was the full name of that? Sweet, sweetback's badass song. Mm-hmm. All right, which mm-hmm. is all a straight-on indictment of uh, you know the man. The white culture of the time. Mm-hmm. Does that mean we can't show that anymore? Because some people are going no, to find they're going to be upset. Exactly. Well, of course, it because should be it's shown. a time capsule. Like, yeah. I, I think that. Um, well, first of all, have you seen Black Klansman? The Spike Lee I have movie? not got. It's to a see great it. movie. I think you would love it. Uh, but there is a lot. Spike Lee goes out of his way 
more than once in the movie to reference the black exploitation movies. Of course, they were uh, huge, including like uh, two of the main characters have about a five minute long discussion of all these various black exploitation characters. They talk about Superfly. They talk about them all, <laughs> and, and they talk about why they Cleopatra why Jones. they're their hero or why they're not. Or and it's it, it shows that Fred Williamson. If you were, I'm going to get you, sucker. There you go. If you were like black in the 70s, those movies were very important. Yes, to you. they were. And you know, even if you didn't like them, it led to discussions of uh, you know what they represented or didn't represent, wish fulfillment, all this stuff. And, and Spike Lee has an obvious love of these movies. And I got to say, that's probably why. I like Tarantino's movie so well hmm. because he was affected by those films and Grindhouse, and, yeah, yeah, Grindhouse, and what we used to call chop suey movies, mm-hmm. the the martial arts movies. Mm-hmm. Those are his favorite movies. I love mm-hmm. watching, you know, I still his movies seen because the he's Hollywood got all that. Movie. I want to oh see my it god, so it's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. I want to see. Did it you so see bad. Hollywood? Oh, no, no, oh, you got It's I a love, great movie. I, I heard it was. I want to yeah. see the director's cut. It's four and a half I, hours long. I just <laughs> finished wow. watching Jackie Brown. I hadn't seen that. Oh, that's a great movie. The theater. Pam yeah. Greer yeah. is awesome. In well, that that's a love letter to black exploitation yeah. because she was a black exploitation uh, actress. actress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was one of the first. She right. was really good. I'm a big Pam Greer fan. Right. But you know what's weird? Speaking of Shutter, yes. Every time I've seen that parts of it or watched the full thing, Sam Jackson looks like the Crypt Keeper in that movie <laughs> from Tales from the Crypt. Uh, the way yeah. they do his hair, he looks like the Crypt Keeper. Keeper? Keeper. Keeper. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. Let, let me just run, just for uh, Greer. Number one, she's done 104 movies. Good oh, my grief. Lord. She started back in 1970, and she was in, in uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Great movie. Well, but, Pam Greer is almost a, a caricature. Like, a lot of people will see, if you ever see, you know, a, a sassy 1970s era, like, black female character with, with big high knee well, high foxy. boots and, 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 and big a big fro. like foxy, foxy brown foxy brown from Wasn't um, that austin powers three i think it was no there's a foxy no. brown movie yeah, yeah no it's yeah. foxy cleopatra yeah, but like it. that kind of character whenever you see that kind of character like yeah. you know satirized there it's a play on her but a lot of people don't know it because she's her her identity has kind of transcended that well the old know? luke cage power <laughs> man and iron fist had a misty night misty night and she's basically now, pam greer let me run yeah the first four movies that she right. made. And they right. were all huge. And they're all black exploitation movies. Right. And they all came out in 71 and 72. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's when I was a senior and a freshman. Okay, senior in high school, freshman in college. Women in Cages. The Big Doll House. The Twilight People. She was a Panther woman in that. <laughs> and The Big Bird Cage. All of that was just unbelievably exploitative. Yeah. And, and it was just down well, and gritty and it, unbelievable. It, it comes back to what I was talking about earlier, that these movies are important from a time capsule standpoint. Even if you don't agree with what's in them, it's like a raw dose of the zeitgeist at the well, time, here's what, right? So yeah. here's what Disney had done yeah. before. So on DVD, they, have, they put out these collections that go for like $200 now. I'm glad I bought them when they came out, called Disney Treasures. They're the ones that came in those like metal tins. And every time they had an offensive yeah, those cartoon, were cool. look like a, yeah, a like film a film reel. canister, yeah. yeah. Um, but every time they got to an offensive like, cartoon, like a Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck cartoon that had a racial caricature in it, the short would have an intro by Leonard Malton, and Leonard Malton would say it. like, 
this is why this character is putting on blackface and saying mammy you know al jolson this is the context of the time okay now watch the cartoon right you know it was a compromise it would explain the context of the the racial right. joke or whatever in it and then you could watch the cartoon but you got to watch the cartoon they didn't pretend like it right. didn't exist that's that's what bothers you me know? is pretending like disney plus does not have these exist. cartoons on it so like mickey's melodrama is where he does um uh Uncle Tom's Cabin and all the Disney yeah, characters yeah. are wearing blackface. Like, that's not going to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, but that's on the Disney Treasures DVD mm. with the intro by Leonard Maltin telling you why they're doing that. Uh, but now it's just like, no, it just didn't happen. You're not going to be able to find it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to change history. It's like, it's, well, to right. me, that is it's exactly sinister. like German book burning. Yeah. That's how I see that. Well, because you can change the entire – you can change in one generation – an entire way a culture thinks if if you take away if you take away their reference to previous and you want stuff. to know what you're going to repeat exactly right. what you're trying to stop well how's that i'm probably getting the saying wrong but it's something like uh freedom is only one generation from extinction right. or something like that yeah, yeah. That's, that's all it takes to well, look it. look at if i mean we're seeing the the results of it right now in our culture there's been about two generations in our schools of the self-esteem movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be allies to every possible group and subgroup out mm-hmm. there. Uh, let's get woke. America's mm-hmm. evil. My, hey, you know what? My truth. Right. Yeah, yeah. my truth. I hate and, that. And this was all of the stuff we're seeing in our American culture right now is a result of about two generations of purposeful... Well, people wonder why yeah. millennials Propaganda. are so sensitive yeah. and crazy. It's because the, this, is the, this is the fruit of, right. of all that educational labor from the 90s onward. Right. And this is why they are the I way mean, they people are try to see... I, I, I'm not even going to go off on all these tangents, but yeah, our, our schools are, are, are a sociological battleground big time. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I've said that... Well, I won't get into it. I'll talk other hours about what I think of public schools now. A break. And then we'll be back. When we come back, the Mandalorian. We're going to talk about it here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. Does he have mandibles? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to tell you right now that uh, Mark Pellegrini is probably the ultimate Mandalorian fan. Oh, am I? Yeah, I, I haven't. So. I haven't seen today's episode, though. I, would, I don't know. I'm going to watch it when I get home. Episode 5, you haven't watched yeah, it Yeah, so we can only talk up through episode 4, all right? Ground rules here, people. Yeah, okay. okay. And we have to say... And we've got to be careful, spoilers. because if, you get, if we tell them the end of episode 1... We're going to really break a big surprise. I think that cat's well, out of the bag. A, yeah, so I, mean, that, I, I really think that cat's out of the bag. It's a meme now. It's all over. Yeah. Okay, it's it's so, Baby Yoda. So, now, yeah, baby what we can Yoda, do is, yeah. I think we can say there is a, without giving the context of what's going on, there is a alien that is a young member of Yoda species. Yeah. Okay. Yeah? It's yeah. probably so, Yoda. So for yeah. people who it haven't watched, started talking yeah. backwards yet. Well, yeah. so people haven't, who haven't watched Mandalorian yet, it takes place right after Return of the Jedi, so it's the immediate sequel to the original Star Wars trilogy. So the Mandalorian is not Boba Fett. Boba Fett's got eaten by the Sarlacc mm, in Return of the Jedi. Dead. So he's either dead or he's in something's stomach right now. And right. people are calling it Baby Yoda because it doesn't have a name. It's not Yoda um, because no, but Yoda's already around. Yeah, well, Yoda, no, Yoda died in Return of the Jedi. Well, um, I have heard a theory 
that perhaps it's a clone of Yoda. It could be. But um, we don't know that. It's, I mean, not, a, it's, all yeah, speculation. it's not a reincarnation of Yoda because they say that the baby is 50 years old by this point, mm-hmm. and Yoda died in Return of the Jedi, so it can't be a reincarnation of Yoda. Um, there are some theories like why the, the remnants of the Empire are trying to get baby Yoda, um, or the child is what he's called right now. Um, but basically the, the plot is that the Mandalorian, who's this bounty hunter, has to protect uh, the baby Yoda from all these other bounty hunters and mercenaries and the, the remains of the Empire who are trying to get baby Yoda for whatever reason they want. And they've, I've watched four episodes of it so far, and it's, and it's far more um, intriguing than you might it's think it is. Good. From that plot synopsis, you might think it's, it's, it doesn't sound very good. But it is very much a Western samurai in its classic Star Wars. And when we say Western... I feel like spaghetti western. Oh yeah, like Sergio. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's which I, I watched today. I watched the Fistful <laughs> of Dollars you? today. Yeah. I love those movies, man. Uh, the The Ugly is one of my favorite characters in movie history. I can't remember what his character is, but he's the Ugly in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh-huh. Right? I love him. Um, Eli Wallach. He was also the the lead gang member in um, Seven Samurai, wasn't he? I think he was not Seven Samurai, but Magnificent Seven. Yeah, yeah. he was the lead Eli Waller. Right, that's who yeah. he is. That's who yeah, we're he's got that about. that beautiful rat face. Yeah, but anyway, back to the Mandalorian. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah so it, it is. It's, direct, it's uh, written and produced by John Favreau, um, who directed Iron Man and um, a, a lot of movies. So John Favreau, we were talking about it before. He's a fanboy of everything he does. When he did the Iron Man movie, he went into it as an Iron Man fanboy, and it shows. He made an Iron Man movie for Iron Man fans. He's a Star Wars fanboy, and he's making a Star Wars TV show for Star Wars fans. If you felt put off by the the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens and the recent movies, if like the the new stuff, the sequel trilogy is not doing it for you, the Mandalorian's what you want to watch to get your Star Wars fix. Well, it's it's, <laughs> it's also like. They're not trying to do the typical, we got to have a lot of diversity. We have to show strong ethnic or strong women. It's just, they're just telling a, a good, interesting story. And if a strong woman character happens to be in there or whatever, fine. But well, that's not. What, what's like her name not, again from episode four? She was. The, the character's Dune name. something. Dune Cass or Cass Dune or something yeah. like that. So she shows up and she gets into a fight with the Mandalorian and they end up like boxing each other to a standstill. Yeah. But it's not, you may, you may think, a lot of people complain like, oh, that's woke, that's woke. That's it one didn't of those come off that independent. way It did not come off that yeah. way. If you watch it, she gets punched in the face. She gets punched in the stomach. Right. She gets knocked in the ground. She brings him down on the ground right. with her. It's very much a an ugly knock-around brawl. And she's not, and the actress that got to play her is she's a, a mixed martial artist. So she's got a lot of muscle. She's very big. She's not, you know, the wispy, yeah. thin she's uh, Scarlett Johansson kind of thing. She reminds me of Lucy Wallace, kind of. Yeah, I mean, she bit. looks like she could kick you, someone's butt. Yeah. She you, doesn't look like Scarlett Johansson. You do not recognize Gina yeah. Carano. Gina Carano? I didn't know who That's she was who either. she is. Yeah. I didn't know who it is. I know I mean, she's she been in some in, stuff, but I know. Was it the last Fast and the Furious movie? Or I the one oh, yes, before? Yeah. She was in that. I mean, I saw she was in yeah. some stuff. And she, I thought she was great in that But see, the thing is, if like if this was following... The some of the reasoning behind the new Star Wars trilogy, mm. then A, the Mandalorian would have been female. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm saying. There's yeah. none yeah. of that. It's just it's, it's escapist not, yeah. entertainment. Yeah, and, so, yeah. yeah. Well, what I was going to say in the Baby Yoda is genius because A, they got so much free inter- advertising 
off Baby Yoda on the internet. Well, Disney the, actually tried to suppress the Baby Yoda memes and were sending like all, and sending oh, were Twitter. They really? So at first they were. We're going to show you. Yeah, they were sending cease and desists all yeah. across Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr and all, all yeah. social media places. Dummies. And it, and they stopped after like less than a week because they realized like this is free advertising. It's nothing and but so they free held advertising. back, you know, and they yeah. stopped sending out the C and Ds because. <laughs> well, I heard John Favreau also kind of he kind of said, "Hey, knock support. it off, guys." Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the other thing. Let me tell you why Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is what Lucas wanted Jar Jar to be. This he, cute little character that uh, that ev- all the everyone would love, oh, yeah. and, and with a little bit of comic relief or whatever. But every time, I'm not lying. Me and me and Sheila watch The Mandalorian. I wait till she can watch it to watch the new episodes. Right, okay. Every time Baby Yoda comes on, you know what she does? What? Oh, there you go. Every time. That's the thing Aww. is because Baby Yoda is a good example of less is more for that right. sort of thing for comedy right. relief. It's he he's there just enough to get a smile out of you, not even a laugh sometimes, just right. a smile. He's not oppressive. He's not constantly doing comedy and relief shit. Cutism, exactly. Button. And he doesn't right. feel. He's not like the Porgs from The Last Jedi, where those things felt like they were put in there for merchandising, and they had Porg merchandise ready like six months in advance of that movie. Baby Yoda, they don't even have like the toys ready for it. Like they they, they just like rushed out a plush toy in time for Christmas, and that's the only Baby Yoda well, thing. Well, I there. will say the, one, the the interesting story on the on the Porgs for me personally is. From what I understand, they were filming on an island. They had penguins on, and it, those and they, to, they were puffins or penguins yeah. or something, and they were like. It's going to cost us so much to CGI all these birds out. So they ended up making them. Now, that would have been fine, except right. they started putting the porgs like they gave them all these scenes with Chewbacca. Right, they the put them in the cockpit. It's like, and right. then they, they put them in all the advertising and the trailers and, and well, everything. I have to and say, they overdid I'm, it. I'm a them. shameless porg lover. Uh, so well, yeah, yeah, we can't be that Mr. Poppins in it? What? Was Mr. Mr. Poppins, Poppins porgs? Oh, no, but that might be a short. But back to the Mandalorian. It feels like like Solo, which I actually liked the Solo movie. Fine, it's an it's an enjoyable space western. It has grit. It's got that grit, the, and, and Mandalorian has the grit. The oh, first yeah. five minutes of the first episode of Mandalorian, it's got some violence in it, um, and it's the kind of violence where like you wonder like why can't they just show Han Solo blowing Greedo away? Right. You know, if they can show, well, I heard this, they changed that yeah, again. They did. They changed, I heard they changed it, it again. On Disney, Disney Plus, Plus changed it again. I don't. I don't. Um, even, yeah. So, so the did Han shoot first? All right, so here's what happens. <laughs> Han never here, shoots. Here's the timeline of the the changes for Han shoots first. Original movie, uh, Greedo doesn't even shoot. Han just blows him away. Shot, Han the, blows him the away. 1990 special edition. Han digitally dodges the bullet that Greedo shoots yeah, and then shoots that Greedo, far away. and it looked really bad. It looked and then awful. The, the Blu-rays and DVD. Han doesn't move. They just shoot nearly at the same time, and he and this one on Disney Plus. They added a scene where Greedo basically says, like, in his alien language, draw. So now it's, it's like a competition, oh, and then they shoot, shoot each the, other. The, the, whole, the whole thing. It's it, dumb. we got to get to a break. Yeah, right? we got to break. Oh, we'll talk more we about, talk about it. About and back. we are going to talk about Star Wars 9. I know Mark doesn't want to, I, but I'm going to force you to. I'll right. be one of the first. I'm going to take a, a break. Star Wars Here is the news. We continue. Go back. we got a few more things to say about The Mandalorian. Absolutely. So The Mandalorian, I just want to point this out with The Mandalorian. And what separates The Mandalorian from 
the the sequel trilogy is the man is John Favreau. He understands how to do familiarity to make it feel like a Star Wars movie or a Star Wars setting. Explain what you're saying. So well, familiarity. So familiarity. Here's the way, all right. So here's the way John Favreau does it with the Mandalorian: is that when the Mandalorian goes into a building or to a planet, there are familiar-looking aliens around. So right. there are Ugnots from Empire Strikes Back, which are the little like uh, midget uh, pug-looking people. There are Jawas. That, that he and has Nick Nolte to plays. Rock. Nick Nolte plays one. It's great. Nick Nolte plays one. Uh, but there and, and there really? are. Is that him? Yeah. And okay. in the fourth episode, the uh, there are these Marauder aliens, and they're the aliens that were working uh, Jabba's as Jabba's skiff guards in Return. Yeah. The Jedi and like all these aliens are just ones you recognize. I haven't got that far yet, so I can't wait. And so that's the thing is that all these aliens are just aliens that you recognize from the movies. They're just set dressing, but they're there. And as soon as you see them, you know that it's a Star Wars. It's like this is Star Wars, Wars. right? But the way J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson did it with the sequel trilogy is like, oh, you want we need to make it feel like Star Wars. Okay, well, there's a Death Star. We got X wings. They're going to do a trench run. They're going to blow up the Death Star, and they just recreate scenes wholesale. And that's not doing familiarity correctly. The Force Awakens was a retelling. Of the I first know, Star Wars yeah, movie sure, for a new course. generation, which that bugged me. It was um, a reboot. Yeah. But whether they want to say so or not, it was, it was a, a reboot. reboot. Yeah. It, it was, was a soft reboot. But yeah, the, I, I've got to agree with Mark. Mandalorian's amazing. That's the way to do it. it. It's so rare today in online anger culture. Nobody's fighting over this. Everybody's look, look enjoying it. Look at all the goodwill that this show has generated. Now, remember for the past two years when no one could say anything nice about Star Wars and all you heard was just in stereo people complaining about it, and suddenly this show comes out Everybody and loves everyone it. loves Star Wars. Everyone loves The Mandalorian. That should tell you something. All these people who are hardcore Star Wars haters for the past two years are praising The Mandalorian, and that should be some incentive to tell you he's doing well, something right. And it's also one thing I like about it. it it's... It is expanding the Star Wars, I hate to say mythology, but I'll say mythology, especially the Mandalorian part, because we're learning mm. more about well, Mandalorian so culture. The Mandalorians were in the Clone Wars cartoon series, the CGI sure. one, and they had a big part in that show. Uh, they were different in that one. Um, they've also been in the books and the comics well, and things like the, that. The lore is yeah. they used to basically be like the Klingons of the Star Wars universe. They were very warlike planet full of the and they had yeah. honor and they had galaxy wide respect. And they took their helmets off a lot in the They took their helmets off, but now there's this, you know, they're they're all on hard times and they're but they're they're expanding on that. Like he's getting his armor made when he brings in the uh, and there's there's the covert mm-hmm. and and all, which I don't want to go too deep into. But another thing uh that that it's doing that I liked a lot was Jean Favreau and the designers of the of the show gave a huge salute to the Star Wars holiday special. They did. Because Boba Fett was actually first introduced mm-hmm. in an animated sequence in the Star and I like Star Wars holiday special. I've got bootleg I like copies. the Rift Tracks version of it. <laughs> yeah, well, if you delete a couple of scenes, it's not that. The, carto- the cartoon yeah. is really good. The I'll cartoon's great, and I've never yeah. seen an animation like that since then. It's a very yeah. unique style. But the weapon that he uses... In the show, the disintegrator. Yes, that's what he is. Fett is uses. what Boba yeah. Fett, that very distinctive, almost tuning fork yep. looking, is straight out of the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. And yeah. so they 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 also bring in some really obscure stuff, like when he's in the sec. I think it's the second episode. It might be the first one. It's yes, yeah, the first one. It's when the Mandalorian is trying to ride one of those um, lizards, and he keeps falling off of it. And the Nick Nolte Ugnot tells him, like, "You're a Mandalorian. You're the people who rode the Mythosaur. Right. The Mythosaur is that that cattle skull signet that all the Mandalorians uh. have." Oh, I didn't even catch that. Exactly, nice. and it, and so 
when you see Boba Fett for the first time in the Star Wars Holiday Special, he's riding this like brontosaurus looking thing. It's that yeah. Mandalorians are historically known, and it was even in the old Marvel comics, they're known for riding beasts. What I like, their history. I like how <laughs> in the Mandalorian in that first episode when. He told him, "You got to ride one of those. We can't. You're not going to use a land speeder or right. something. You got to ride yeah. that." And how he was having problems until he went up and he made a relational ship touch up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Right, he treated yeah, it with I need respect. to go back and rewatch yeah. it. I mean, because there's. There's so much good well, that's, stuff. What in I there, like but, about it too yeah. is that the character, the main character, is just called the Mandalorian. He doesn't have a real name. You yet, don't know who he is. But he's got a lot of faults. He gets beat up a lot. He, he falls <laughs> in his face. He, he's not. He's not invincible. He doesn't. He has armor, but he doesn't have plot. He jumps armor. without well, thinking. Yeah, half a lot. the time he tries to use his flamethrower, it goes wrong. On it him. never works. He yeah. doesn't have the rocket pack yet. Because yeah. he's like, I got to get me one of those. Yeah, he can so. be badass. Like there right. are scenes where he goes full John Wick on people, but he's not invincible, and you can tell that he's vulnerable. And that's what I like about the character. He's not like Ray, where everything comes right. easy to her in those sequel movies. Like this is a character who has to fight for every inch that he gets. Well, yeah. you know, and the other thing in the, in the first episode, because I really like the first episode. It really, if and if, that's the only one if, you've seen. Yeah, right? that's all I've yeah. seen. Right? Because I watched it three times because I like the way they're setting up everything yeah. Oh, yeah and and the droid that's in it and how they use the droid to bring oh, in some humor 11? into it ig11 yeah. 11, yes ig11 is perfect uh yeah it, it, there's some i can't remember is it the first or second episode where where he keeps opening up his chest it's the first one. is that the first one yep. where he keeps yeah. trying to self-destruct yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Trying to which self- is great he's like stop well, that's yeah. that's another great piece of like familiarity yeah. i mean yeah. you, you recognize that robot because a similar model the ig88 well, I was assumed in. it was ig88 yeah until, so yeah. yeah ig88 was like one of the bounty hunters that was assembled in empire strikes back that didn't do anything but you recognize him when you see him this is ig11 which is like the same type of robot and now you finally get to see him in action and some ig units were in the clone wars cartoon but you right. know it's it's familiarity you recognize the robot but the robot's a different character doing something right. different. And it's just one it's, of the things it's that good stuff. It. I yeah. can't I think that the Mandalorian is the kind of Star Wars that we got in the seventies and eighties. Mm. Like I watch all the Star Wars now because I'm a Star Wars fan. But everybody watched Star Wars in the seventies and eighties because it was universally accessible to everybody. Yeah. yeah. And my wife who is not a sci-fi, but you know, she she likes the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they've hit that perfect sweet spot where it's going to satisfy the nerds like me, but anybody can enjoy it. Well, it reminds me more of the old Star Wars that I grew up with in the early '90s, the Dark Horse comics era, the Del right. Rey novel era, that that sort of pre prequel era Star Wars. Um, it seems very. It takes a lot of its um, inspiration from that era of Star Wars. We talked about how like the holiday special stuff is in there. There's a lot of references to things from and like you, the Marvel comics. You finally comics. get to see a space toilet. Yes, you do get to see a space. <laughs> He's toilet. like, can I go use yeah. your back too? In fact, I do think that's the first time a toilet. That's shown I think the first time yeah. shown. But I do want to, uh, if if you don't mind, Dave, I wanted to real quick revisit the Han Solo thing. Yeah, go ahead. What what the thing about uh, Han Solo that bugs me? that they keep changing it is that was one of the best establishing scenes of a character ever that told you everything you needed to know about Han Solo at that point in well, his that life. He was underhanded and dirty. He would He's, shoot someone under a table just to get to win the line or something. If it's yeah. me or you, yeah. it's you. And he's fast. He's cle- it, it, it mm-hmm. establishes cleverness because he's 
distracting Greedo with his hand up on the wall. So Greedo's looking up there while he's black, yeah. like while he's pulling it. It established so much about his character. Well, that's also why we didn't need a prequel movie because right. that kind of just takes away a lot of that mystique. Well, and then you, sh- I will say though that I didn't want him to make the solo movie, but I think Han Solo is a character that's better the less you know about him. But I did enjoy Solo. I think it was better than it got credit for. I liked it. Yeah. It was, it's a space it. western, you know, and, and I liked yeah, – I don't know. We're not talking about Solo. We're talking about, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, I, it really bugs me that they changed it because I think that by the end of the first trilogy, Han Solo's kind of become a good guy. And he wasn't yeah. a good guy then. So it shows you how far he's come. Well, exactly. If yeah. you watch the movie Solo, yeah. and then watch A New Beginning, you could see the difference in Solo from Solo and from New Beginning because he was he was mitigating. He was more yeah. of a a roguish bad guy instead right. of being quote a bad guy. By yeah. by the beginning of of the first Star Wars movie, he's a full on space pirate. Mm-hmm. By at the end of Solo. He's a good guy that is starting to get into the underworld, mm-hmm. right? Because he's trying to do the right well, thing. One of the, one of yeah. my, again, one of my grievances with the sequel trilogy is that it completely undermines all of his character development from the original trilogy. He goes, when we pick up with him in the sequels, he's a failed father, a failed husband. He's gone back to yeah. being a smuggler. He's, he's yeah. exactly where he was when we met him in A New Hope. Well, that's and what like, Dave's that's, talking about. It's a reboot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's a reset. You know, what a waste of generation. time. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, what it, that's exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was. It's a retelling of, of a Well, ev- every character you loved in the original trilogy fails. And, and when we pick them up in, se- in the sequel trilogy, every single one of them is a failure. Even R2-D2 went to sleep for like 20 years. Well, it's, and I it's think just that's sad. why, especially <laughs> The Last Jedi, I think a lot of... And the, Luke is just washing his hands of everybody. Yeah, he, he's just well, going, going to an island to and, chill. And that's why years. I think so many people have responded negatively... For, there's other reasons, but one of the main reasons is they broke the hero's journey to introduce new characters. So to give the new characters they're introducing a hero's journey, they had to devastate the other people's hero's there, journeys. Do you know a, what I'm about that? The hero's journey dis- side. Yeah, yeah. The problem yeah. is that there's a disconnect. Even the prequel trilogy, which – so the best description I've ever heard of the prequel trilogy is that it's a good story told poorly. And that's what I'd agree about. Uh, as a compromise, I would agree it's with that. Tragedy. It's a Shakespearean tragedy. It's yeah. a very interesting story just told with some very bad direction and execution. But the sequel trilogy, the, the prequel still at least segue into the original trilogy right, fairly right. well. The the original trilogy does not segue yeah, into the sequel this, trilogy. Yeah, there's this jarring... There's, there's so much time that's right. missing in between. There's right. too many new characters that we've never seen before. Yeah. And that's why Rogue was so good. Rogue I liked great. Rogue One a lot. So when it comes to the two things I've liked out of Disney Rogue Star Wars, I liked Rogue One and I'm liking The Mandalorian. Rogue so even, One was awesome. And I, Rogue I loved, One's fantastic. So there were, I talked to uh, some people at... Um, at the convention a couple of weeks ago, like Graham Noll and some people, and they were saying that they didn't like Rogue One because they felt the characters were forgettable. Like, But when you get to the end of the movie, you understand why they're forgettable. Cassian <laughs> Ander is not a forgettable character. I mean, so or is that the, his name, Cassian? Well, that's the thing, Cassian. Yeah. All those characters, neither is the woman. I know. Yeah, neither of them are forgettable. But that's the thing is that they, they all served such an important purpose in the yeah. grand narrative of Star Wars, but they're also forgotten. They well, all they had, had to be they forgotten. They had one job to do, and yeah. they did it, and then they all paid the price for it, but... They it's kind of sad, and that you know that's a lot of people in war pay the ultimate price mm-hmm. to to that get us was where we were, and it's the, sad. The many people who yeah. lost their lives right. in World War. Well, II. that was the closest that the Star Wars 
uh, live action universe has ever come to showing what it's really like to be in a resistance. That's exactly right. It was yeah. a great movie. I really, well, really liked like it. Like at the beginning, Cassian has to shoot his fellow friend because the guy can't, and is that's hurt a, and that's can't the other thing is that I'm at, like, wow. At, at the start of Rogue yeah. One, I mean, he kills the informant, you know, and that, that's showing that this guy, yeah. even though he's a rebel, he's not a great guy. And you're like, well, there needs to be some sort of comeuppance for him if he's going to shoot an innocent person in cold right. blood. Well, he doesn't survive the movie. Well, so. if, yeah. if you remember the speech that's given before they go to try to get the Death Star plans, the reason most of those guys volunteered is because they'd done terrible things mm-hmm. and they were looking for redemption. Exactly. Right. It's a yeah. very dark story and it's a very satisfying film. I mean, it's I, a good movie. I never understand Who is the people director don't like of it. That? Uh, Ga- Garrett Edwards. The That's same right. guy that yeah, yeah. did Godzilla. The first yes. Godzilla movie. Yeah, uh-huh. and he yeah. said that he drew on World War II. Sure, right? It's the Dirty Dozen. It. Yeah. It's the it, dirty has, dozen. it has such a bold ending yeah. where you would not expect them to get away with that, you know, yeah. in, uh, in a Star Wars movie. Uh, but they did it, and they went for it. You know, it's, it doesn't feel like it was trying to sell a toy line, even though there were toys, and they didn't sell very well because of the ending. But it was a movie no. where it's like, this is a finite, well, encapsulated story. Yeah, you know, it did, is. did you ever see the action figures? They were just lumps of uh, charred That's ash. what I was going to say. It was just ashes <laughs> that you bought. To, Sorry, your, I didn't mean your, to And we'll like take a break. And Uncle <laughs> Owen action yeah, we're, we're not going to have any time left over. For, <laughs> All right, a yeah. break. We come back. We'll give you our, our hopes for Star, Star Wars 9. 9. Yeah, I gotta put these on. You want to hear it? You want to hear what they sound like? Are we back on? Okay, we're back on. Dave's grandson. My grand. This is Eli. Everybody. Eli is in the pictures of him. This is my grandson. I just took pictures. He's two and three quarters years old. (laughs) It's a good age. See the red. See the red light over there. See that red light? Wave at it. You're on. Wave at candid camera. Wow. Say go like this. I'll send hey, this to you, Dave. And there it is. He got he got his hand in. <laughs> He's got a big All smile right. on his face. Yeah, yeah, that's a good age. You, go. you ready? You can You're old enough to walk around and inflict your will. will. And, and, you can't, and, and you're here. young enough okay, where you can't remember ahead. anything in case you embarrass right. yourself. And so. nobody really <laughs> expects you to do the right thing. <laughs> so. All right. Let's finish up the show. Okay. All right. Enough about my grandson because I could keep him on the whole rest of the show. He's my man. Anyway, real quickly. Let's talk about Star Wars Nine. Comes out next weekend. Yeah. Well, I know that you're yeah on it. Okay, I understand how how you feel about it, Mark. Yeah, you're not even going to see to see if they if they get it right finally. Two two out of three movies are bad. What what does it matter if the third one's even any good? What you know? But see, my whole problem is I don't think as a whole the 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 seventh one or the eighth one were overly bad they're not uh, terrible they could have just been they could have just they been a whole lot better stronger. yeah well they got well, the wrong so here's, person here's my get john favreau okay. he would done it really so here's good. my problem with the sequel trilogy in general and just as, as an overarching narrative with the original trilogy it was three movies and just going into the first one you knew what the, the point of those movies were it was the good the rebels have to defeat the empire defeat darth vader and save the day. Hmm. The prequel trilogy, just going into the first one, you knew what the point of that was. Anakin, here's where, Anakin here's Skywalker, where Darth Vader yeah, came from. Anakin Skywalker had to become Darth Vader. The Empire had to rise. With the sequel trilogy, what is the point? The Resistance has to fight the First Order, except everyone we've seen in the First Order has been incompetent so far, so there's no threat. There's no no tension. Like Kylo Ren is, is uh, zero for two fighting Rey so far. Uh, the, this guy, Hux, uh, the other general, is, is just a loser who's constantly getting berated. All the heroes. Snoke. That we, yeah, Snoke got killed in the second movie I unceremoniously. I trolled everybody. I, with I Snoke, thought that was. Personally. No, there's, there's no <laughs> tension. What's the point? The good guys just have to beat the bad guys. Where is this all going? I mean, I don't care. They haven't 
made me interested. Well, J.J. In- Abrams <laughs> yeah. has said in this ninth movie, he is there to tie all the parts together. Everything together. And it seems like to me, tie what together from the first six? I don't know. There's the, nothing the else six, to tie together. Story. The it's yeah. the period on the Skywalker saga. It, it's well, supposed to end... Because the Skywalker saga, well, then he is his saga ended last movie. Well, no, Ray is or somebody is a Skywalker. Well, Kylo I mean, Ren's a Skywalker because yeah, he's Kylo Ren's a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So here's I got I'll give my super quick take on this because we got what about three or four minutes? Yeah, yeah, about All four right. minutes. I am I I don't cling fanatically to most fandoms, but I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I am too, and. Ever since the prequels came out, starting with Phantom Menace, I've seen every Star Wars movie in the movies at the theaters a minimum of four times. Multiple times. Okay, so I'm just a big dork when it comes to Star Wars. I liked The Last Jedi. Now, I can see why people didn't, because if if, if, here's the thing with Star Wars. It's space opera. That's supposed to be escapist entertainment, and people are bringing all these things to it that they want it to be. Mm-hmm. But I understand why people didn't like The Last Jedi, because it just wrecked the hero's journey. It was Star Wars made for a 40-year-old, it, it was not just for a 13-year-old. It was just a bad narrative. It, it was a movie that was not structured very well. I mean, I thought it had some good... I, you know, I could argue back and forth what I liked that about it. That entire detour onto the, the guilt planet, where they all like, yeah, oh, I hear that casinos are bad. Oh, having, well, Who like, was the director, Ryan Johnson? Ryan Johnson, I'll put yeah. it this way. It made me go watch his other movies and I've become a Ryan Johnson fan. Uh, but I understand people don't like it. I'm down with that. Here's the thing about but, destroying the hero's arc. Yeah. Maybe somewhat. Yeah. But Luke is still the hero at the end I of the movie. I thought the way Luke did at the end of Last Jedi was super cool, yeah. but a lot of people didn't. Mark Hamill himself said He's like, that wasn't Luke. That was, he, he came up with some other name in his head. He's like, I wasn't playing Luke. I was playing like. Uh, Equal. Yeah, some That's other Luke name. Backwards. Like, like <laughs> he, he did. He came up. He said, I'm playing like Mark Skywalker. That's yeah. not Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So yeah. I understand that there's people that really don't like The Last Jedi. And I understand that there's people that were di- like that the, the, the um, Force Awakens could have been better. Hmm. But as a Star Wars fan. Hey, I, I'm like, All I right. finally understand, because I'm not a sports guy. I finally understand what it's like to stick by a team when they're in their downs and their ups. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's I why it didn't bother me, because I've been I'm a Cubs fan about all my life. Yeah. As, a, as a consumer, <laughs> yeah. I want to reinforce the behavior. When Disney does good, like the, no, Mandal- okay, when Disney does good, yeah. like the Mandalorian, I'm going to buy the Blu-ray, and I'm going to support them, because Disney only listens to money. When Disney does something bad, like these sequel movies, the ones that I consider bad, don't like, yeah, I'm not going to give them my money. I'm not going to go see them. I'm not going to support them. And that's going to send the message that they might listen and, to. And I get that because there's other entertainment, I feel. You know, but I'm more just Mandalorian, hopeless, less Ray. I'm a hopeless Star Wars dork. It's one <laughs> yeah. of the few. Uh, it looks like Dave's trying to wrap uh, yeah, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna I will you, definitely go I'm see I'm going to give you a minute and a half yeah. between the two of you. I want to bring a couple. Star Trek Four has been green lit. What do you think? Ah. Uh, it's not the start. It's not the start Trek that I want, 
but it's, it's the same can. Yeah, it's pine and all those guys. Yeah, it is. It's it's not the flavor of Star Trek it's that I urban would. And all of them. But for action movies, they're enjoyable. Okay. I saw yeah. the first two J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, and he's much better at making Star Trek movies than he is Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the third one, though. I heard it was good. I just didn't. It wasn't because I didn't want to see it. I just never got around to it. I'm not that big of a Star Trek guy. The to third be one was the most trackable. That was yeah. the one with uh, Cumberbatch, wasn't it? No, that was Into Darkness. Well, man, yeah, I, I liked, liked it. A lot of I liked hate. it a lot. I liked yeah, that. That, that was the one with Khan. Yeah. Star Trek yeah. Beyond was the one where uh, it I, it was. The the old Federation ship was crashed on the planet and okay. all this stuff. All right. it, it felt Trek more than the other two movies. Yeah, I, I'm not so. I like I watched the original '60s Trek on the Sci-Fi Channel when I was like nine. Yeah, you know, next and I liked Lost in Space better. So you know, okay. yeah, fair um, enough. Another question <laughs> came out. There's a, a a trailer came out two days ago. The new Bond movie. Have you watched oh, the yeah. new I'm excited the new trailer? for it because it seems like that they didn't They've gone go back woke on again. it. Yeah, it seems like they didn't go woke on yeah, it. It's, it's going to be harsh again. They kind of kept yeah. that one on the down low. Like, I, I haven't heard much hype for it, but I do kind of want to see it. Quantum right. of Solace was amazing, and I'm hoping this is more like uh, Do you that. mean um, Spectre? No. Well, Quantum no. of Solace was the second Daniel Craig yeah, one that Spectre, nobody liked. Spectre was really good. Spectre and Skyfall were good. It was Quantum of Solace that everybody hated. Yeah. Which one was it that felt like a 70s Bond movie but update? He's like in a death trap with a laser coming at him and that all that. Spectre. That was, was Spectre. Was that Spectre? Yeah, yeah. That was that's Spectre. the one I liked. That's the one with Blofeld. Yeah, last, yeah, that was really last good. Last that felt like it. Yeah. Sunday, Wonder Woman trailer drops. Monday, Ghostbusters drops. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. They, they tease those Ghostbusters stills. Um, it can't possibly be worse than the last Ghostbusters Pellegrini's movie. Pellegrini's so, just excited you know, that Holtzman's in it. You know, uh, I'm, messing Mark with you, Pellegrini. I'm messing with you. Uh, Shane, thanks for coming. Yeah, I'll yeah, take a, a break. See you Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.